What's up, everybody? Good evening. Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode number 18. Holy smokes. I know I say this every time. Like, I can't believe we actually got this far. I mean, honestly. 18. Like, we're legally an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> we're well aged. <laughs> we're well aged now. Right. And it's ironic that the episode that represents the age of adulthood, we're going to talk about toys. Like we're going, we're going full on nostalgia with this one. Like was, I know that was good. I know, right? There's a few things I'm good at, and segways is one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, this week our episode is going to be related. So we're going to go way back to the to the early '90s and some early 2000s for some of these entries and picks and the, yep. our debate topic. Um. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty fun one. We're going to go down memory lane, kind of like how we did last week with the smells, right? Because, yes. you know, how smell is so well linked to memory and all that kind of stuff. I'd say a lot of our stuff actually uh, goes towards nostalgia. It's, it kind of, you know, it we're a nostalgia does. based podcast. We are, we're some nostalgic people, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, so yeah, and the nature of this being our 18th episode. And for me, 18 years was. 11 years ago. God damn, son. 10 for me. Almost 11. Right. Well, Jonesy, what's new with you? Well, uh, I started this new class. It's a master's class. Yeah, we're up to the master's level now, huh? Yeah, it's like the part of this prep program. to I can get two master's classes in, so I have to take six of them when I actually go for a master's. Okay, so, sure. pretty fucking dope, if you, if you ask me. Um, I bought Redfall. Uh, the video game. Yeah. Okay. So we we had been looking forward to this for what six months? Dude, I was so fucking five months. For this game. I was. So... It, it showed so much promise, and it was by far uh, the most dog shit game I've ever played in my life. There was like ten enemies on the map. Uh, I'm sorry, maybe twenty uh, enemies on the entire map. They were the dumbest uh -huh. AI I've ever gotten in part two. I I streamed it on the, on the other channel, and uh, yeah, I need to go back and watch that. And it was fucking terrible. I had a headache. I thought it was from the game, like the visuals and everything for the game, but I think uh -huh. it was I got a headache because it was so bad. Ooh. Yeah, I was I was pretty excited, and Xbox came out and they're like, "Yeah, sorry for the shitter, man." And uh, well, oh, they actually responded to you. <laughs> no, not for me, but in general. Oh, um, okay. I sent a. Uh, the only time I've ever sent like a you for sent a. Refund, a scathing review and i've never done that before i usually don't did give they, a shit did they refund you oh yeah okay fairly quickly <laughs> they have a policy if it's over two hours they won't refund you i was on the two hour mark and i was like this is the biggest wow, so you didn't you didn't even play for two hours no they the developer and all the people that worked in the game should be ashamed of themselves for putting that shitter out like that's how <laughs> bad it was i'm so I'm sorry. I was probably corporate someone saying you have to release this game now, and it wasn't fully it wasn't fully uh, done. But at some point, you got to put your foot down. As like, did you feel that that's where it was? Like, oh, maybe it just wasn't finished. Like, did it feel like an early access? I, you know, we played a lot of early access games that were good. We have, in like, fact, that's primarily what we've been playing. <laughs> other than our primaries, if we're not yeah. playing Siege or Overwatch or something or other, we're playing some early access roguelite yeah. strategy or uh, survival bullshit. In this <laughs> one, I think the base of the game was just bad. 
Okay. I, I don't know how to explain. It's it's hard to put in words how fucking bad this game was. Like, that's how bad it how is. is. How is the art style? Because I remember thinking the art style was, like was something Fortnite. I think I could have liked. Like okay, Fortnite so kind of cartoony? Yeah, but it wasn't... um Like, Borderlands cartoonish? Like... No, not like border like like Fortnite, okay. Esque, I would say the kind of like boxyish characters, like Sea of Thieves, kind of cartoony. Yeah, somewhat like that. Yeah, that's a game we should probably get back into. We should. They have a lot of updates. Um, I actually had fun with that one. Me too. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, what happened with that? Did we just move on to different things? And I think we just got bored of doing the same thing over and over again for a while. You're right because and when then... we we played it when it first came out. And there wasn't much to it. And then we didn't play it for a while. And then we started playing it again. But then I think at that point, we just felt too overwhelmed with how much new stuff was there. And like, we couldn't even figure it out. Yes. I forget what I forget exactly the reasoning behind it. But uh, it's yeah, that seems to be a. Uh, a staple of gaming nowadays, too, which is one of the reasons I think Redfall is dog shit is like gaming now is they give you like three different things, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like four different kinds of monsters, right? In games now, okay. in general nowadays, they're like, "Oh, go do these three different tasks over and over and over and over again," and that's the game. Um, yeah, and I think that's what Sea of Thieves is kind of like too. It's like, all right, you can go search for treasure. You can fight skeletons, you can fight... or you can grab animals. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. That's all. I mean, in all in all fairness, we knew that's what it was going to be, and we also knew going into it though that there was a shit ton coming out. Yes. Like they told us, the developers came out and told us that right off the get go. They said, "Bear with us. Yes. We're going to put this game out, and we know we have a shit." Ton. And they they to their credit, um, they definitely lived up to that. Like how many when we when we logged back in like a couple years later. How many new so you could like fight the Megalodon, there. You know, the, the Kraken, yeah, there's the like, shark, the Kraken, yeah. Uh, they All have AI ships, even. Mm-hmm. I think they have more um, now, they probably do. So, yeah. good on them. Hopefully, Redfall, uh, I'll buy it again later, like in the future, maybe. Um, if they go through and fix it, was it a full $60 game? 70, dude. What the $70. I'm I glad paid I got that much for a Call of Duty. I know. Jesus. Maybe if they go through and they fix the game, I don't. I think they're just gonna drop it mm. personally because it was so fucking bad. Oh, you think? But uh, yeah. Hopefully oh, they're gonna, they're, g- they're gonna give it the anthem treatment. I think they will. Just they're, say fuck it. They're gonna keep promising. Anthem was good <laughs> when it came out, though. Like I really enjoyed that game. Anthem I was good for sixty yeah. hours of gameplay. And if I'm paying seventy bucks and I get sixty hours of gameplay, sweet. That's cool with me. Yeah. You don't have to be the best game in the world. I remember getting hung up on the fact that I had to fly around the open world and find 100 random battles to fight. And yes. it's not like I, I knew going into it where these things were. I had to fly around aimlessly <laughs> trying to yeah. find them. Yeah. At that point, I gave up. Yeah, That's where I officially gave up on the game when I couldn't progress any further in the storyline because that was a requirement. Mm-hmm. I'd never technically completed the game. You didn't hunt, and I took like three days off. Together. I know, I know. We were we were like top fifty Y'all in really... the world for those first three mm-hmm. days. Yeah. yeah, and then I had to go out in the field. Yep. And then y'all just kept on going, and um, yeah, I remember getting stuck at that point and thinking, "Fuck, I this I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze at this point." Nope. There's a lot you of know? games like that though. They come out and they, um, they have some like a good amount of gameplay, right? For 
a, a short period of time. So you'll get through like 50% of the game and love it. And you get mm-hmm. above 50% of the game, and you're like, this game is actually kind of fucking terrible. Or yeah, this game I, is I, too th- hard to go past this point and doesn't make it funny more or something like that. It's a lot mm-hmm. of games. I think Anthem, what Anthem fell into was um, trying to boost overall gameplay hours by throwing in a whole bunch of grind. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all for grinding to get gear or grinding for an achievement. But when I have to grind just to progress in a storyline, and within that grind is where you're going to claim to boost your overall gameplay hours, I mm-hmm. think that was a big contributing factor. Because there are games out there, you know, your your Witcher series, your RDR Red Dead Redemption series, mm-hmm. where they have a shit ton of gameplay, and it's all... You know, it all makes sense. Yes. You know, and it doesn't grind, seem like, like you said, BS. The grinds for the weapons or like like uh like Borderlands and all of those games. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You have to grind to get halfway decent weapons, but it's not mm-hmm. you don't feel like you're grinding. Right? Right. But if you look well, at Well like, see, and it's it's the kind of like our the that survival game we've been playing, what is it, Lost in the Woods or Sons of the Forest? Yeah. Right? We gotta we gotta grind to get the wood necessary to build the walls and get the stone and whatever, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels like you know. Yeah, you're like you're you're having fun building shit and putting right. stuff together. It's not like oh, for this task you have to go cut down 350 trees that you're not gonna do anything with. Just right, just to have it. And it's like mm. mm-hmm. doing it for the sake of doing it. But in our case, we gotta cut down 350 trees just to complete half of our wall and powders is obscene four story structures. Yes. <laughs> but that's fun because we talk shit to each other and everything but the Redfall game was just I've never played a game that bad i played some mm. shitter games in my life right and I've I've never gotten mad at how bad a game was before really like I was actually like legitimately angry that I bought that that they had me spend $70 on that game and I was like the audacity the audacity is right <laughs> You got people, maybe, I mean, if it's 70 bucks, you got people, it's like, all right, I can only afford this one game. Mm. Um, I I can afford a little bit more, but some people are like, I can only afford this much. I can't wait to play this game I've been waiting for. You're 70 bucks. I got my Xbox gift card I've been saving up for my birthday and Christmas. And get in there and, like... Boy, there's a nostalgia for you. <laughs> yeah. Remember saving I- up money to buy something. And... Remember, remember iTunes gift cards? iTunes gift cards, man. Dude, I did that in high school. Dude, iTunes gift cards were the shit. I, had to, I remember having to prioritize the music that I wanted to download <laughs> yeah. for the month. There was like 99 like, I, cents. I have, I have 20 songs that I want to download, but I only have $15 worth of gift cards, right? Yep. And then do you remember when songs became a dollar twenty-three instead of ninety-nine cents? Yeah, those fuckers. Oh my god, that pissed me off. And now I pay fifteen it... bucks for my whole family to have unlimited music. Exactly. Oh, the world's progressed so much. It's great. Yeah, I just downloaded a whole bunch of um Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet band today. Nice. So so what I'm trying to do, um, in September, I'm going on vacation with my parents and two sets of aunts and uncles. We're going back to Hawaii. Or rather, they're going back to Hawaii. I'm going with them this this first time for me. Nice. Um, I was invited to go because I get, as a military member, I get a deal at the Halikoa Military Resort in Hawaii. Hell yeah, right? you do. So um, we figured that it is financially beneficial for everybody if my uncle 
my Air Force uncle, my Uncle David, he mm-hmm. rents two rooms. Yep. And I rent two rooms. And then um yeah, it's just it just makes a lot more sense financially. Fuck yeah, it does. Um because I think we end up paying less overall when there's more people and we're splitting it up between more rooms and blah 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 blah. blah. Also, but anyway, the deals what, that you guys are getting are gonna be great. So Yeah. Yeah. So what I wanna do then is because I um the youngest person other than me is still in their sixties. Right? Nice. So <laughs> What I want to do is create a pair of playlists of all the greatest classic 60s, 70s, and 80s hits that my parents and my aunts and uncles grew up with. Okay. So, you know, Bob Seger, The Eagles, uh, Jim Croce, Boston, Chicago, you know, bands like that, right? I secretly like Boston a lot. Oh, yeah, I love Boston. so good. Right? So I'm, uh, yeah, so I'm... I'm kind of going through my playlist. I'm actually about to send an email to my uh, my uncle David, my uncle Mark, because um, both of them have um, they're music lovers and they have vast um, selections. Uh, my uncle Mark uh, is a heck of a family DJ. Yeah. Whenever we would have get-togethers at his house, he always knew what songs to play. You know, so I wanna I wanna get with him and I wanna get with my uncle David um, and get suggestions. You're like, hey, send me your your 30 favorite songs from these three decades right and i want to i want to throw them into a couple playlists so that when we're chilling on the beach we're listening to this kind of music or when we're sitting down playing card games at the end of the night we're listening to really chill music mm-hmm. you know yeah throw some uh, like newer the, ones like in the, there too like though. the carpenters oh yeah no no but Let's that will be Zach brown band in there and some yeah you know. I'll, I'll have to read the room on that one but then i also want to have another playlist that's a little bit more upbeat that's for like when we're actually on the road mm-hmm. when we're actually road tripping because we're going to be driving all around the islands. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know what got me thinking about that. Oh, Bob Seger. Yeah, because I downloaded some of him today. Mm-hmm. But what yeah, is, so what else uh, has been going on with you? Well, um, we are starting tomorrow. I'm entering into my last full week of interviews and interrogations here at the my military police investigator school. Um, I think I've met my match here with interviews yeah like this is taking way more effort and the problem is though is it's not it's not very intuitive for me like i can learn how to sketch a crime scene and that comes relatively easy to me because it's like okay this is what i do this is how i do it and this is how i get my result with interviews and interrogations is very much interpersonal you know it's it's talking, it's listening, it's understanding, it's formulating game plans, and it's it's not stuff that I'm good at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not good at this. And I did my first uh full um I did my first full suspect interview on Friday and technically got a no-go on it. I was really close, but I technically got a no-go because I failed to capture some important information mm-hmm. right um but yeah so i'm working on that hold on um yeah so like i said we're going into the last week of that i will ha- i will take my okay apparently i'm really loud um i will take my final on thursday uh because the way the way we did it is we broke it up into 
two halves of the classroom, right? We got people who claim to have experience in interviews and interrogations and those people that claim to not, right? So we have the ones and we have the twos. Well, mm-hmm. my dumbass stated that I had three years working law enforcement experience, so they put me in the ones, even though <laughs> my experience is, has been relegated to taking statements, mm-hmm. you know, from, like, witnesses. You know, like, not even, not even a crime being committed, but... Yeah. So, so I'm a one, unfortunately. So, but the way we do it is um, we will be given a, a case file that's got pertinent information for the case. And then we will be paired up with a two who on the morning of will be given a role player guide and they will be, they will act as our, either our victim or our witness or our suspect or whatever the case is for the day. And um, they're coached on, you know, what to say, how to say it, that kind of stuff. But it's up to us as the interrogator to ask the right questions, to get the right responses. And I have to, hit enough points right Mm -hmm. so i have to let's say if i'm interviewing a suspect right i have to establish multiple points of um what justifies it as a crime right so i have to identify the elements of a crime and then there's a whole bunch of corroborating details that i need to get that are pertinent to the crime okay right and if i don't hit any of those bullet points or if i don't hit enough of them I fail technically. So um, when I did my first interview on Friday, I got all of the elements of a crime, but I only hit seven or six out of 11 corroborating details. I need eight out of 11 to pass. Mm. Now here's the bitch of it though. The things that I didn't get were date and time and fucking location. Easy stuff. Those are the, but when you're, when you're in a conversation like that and you're, you're actually interrogating someone or interviewing someone, like, there's a lot that goes on there, you know? Right. Sometimes small stuff like that, because you're focusing so much on the other stuff, sometimes Mm -hmm. those small things. Sometimes you miss the easy things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of encouraging to me that that's what I'm screwing up on. Yes. Because it's nothing major like, oh, I didn't have him talk anything about the crime he committed. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Not the major one. It's like date and time. So I'm missing the easy stuff. And it's funny, though, because it was kind of a point of contention for me. Um, On the 1168, as you well know, we have an address in Section 1. Yes. It doesn't count. Does that... That couldn't necessarily be where the crime was For my scenario, that's where the crime was committed. Mm. But I didn't corroborate that. I didn't yeah. ask the simple question, hey, where did this happen? I just assumed. Yeah, which is where that's the the, the that's assumption the, part. That's the rub. The assuming makes NASA to you and me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, on Monday, I get to be the suspect for a two who's interviewing me. Mm-hmm. Because the twos, they got to kind of see how it shook down first by watching a one do it. Yep. Um, and that's kind of the idea. Um give them the opportunity to see something done first so they can kind of get some pointers. Um, see where you, in, you do in, well and where you do bad too. I mean, right. Learn from the, the failures mm-hmm. and the successes of the other person. Yeah. So, um, I will interview another suspect for another case on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then I will have 
my final on Thursday. Can you have a sheet of paper in front of you? Or anything? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'll have I'll have the case file. I'll have my notes. I'll have um I'll have an 1168 because I have to read them their rights, right? I'm saying, can you write down this is just how my brain works, right? This is how my brain always worked. Can you write down Ask about this. Ask about this. Ask about this. Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. Yeah. You, you can, can look down your notes and be like, "You can pre-game some of that stuff." Check. They they caution us against pre-scripted questions specific to the like the crimes. Correct. Don't right? don't do that. But like the categories you have to hit. Yeah. Because that way you go. In fact, ah. that's the way they taught us how to structure our notes. Mm -hmm. Is top block elements of the crime, box one, box two, box three. If I can hear those, I can just check off a box, yep. right? And then right beneath that, they literally tell us to write date, time, location, <laughs> and yeah. then all the corroborating details well, um, that we come up with beneath that. Because it, it takes um, it takes some of the elements of memorization away from you too, which is good. Sure. When you're in a conversation, and then like let's say we're talking about uh, I don't know, we're talking about X, Y, or Z, and you tell me a date and time in the beginning, and I write it down and then you give me a date and time later that's not the same thing and you go hmm. those don't match up those don't match so which one are you talking mm -hmm. about again instead of me going exactly we've been no, talking for exact... two fucking hours that's exactly <laughs> you know? how we do it yeah yeah or at least that's exactly how we're being trained to do it so um yeah so i have one more week of that then i have one week of drugs where we get to learn how to use drugs uh i'm just kidding or we get to take it's, a bunch it, of the drugs like uh like stings and undercover work mm -hmm. and uh secret buys and drops and stuff like that um and then i graduate that's sweet uh, my favorite week would probably be the last one echo what up dude what's up e so um and with the investigation stuff i think i found my dream job yeah have you ever heard of a uh, diplomatic security service oh yeah yeah, so they have special agents. Oh. So their law enforcement side, they, they do um like passport and uh fraud and shit like that. Yeah. Um, which does a lot with human trafficking and sex trafficking, which is what I want to that's my goal is to go into something that combats that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but they also a major portion of their their job is like uh PSD. Personal security okay. detail Personal for security. Yep. diplomats. Uh, and I was listening to a couple dudes that were prior DSS guys, and they were talking about their jobs, and I was like, that's some cool-ass shit. And then when you're like, let's say you're in, like this guy was in um, Iraq and Afghanistan, right? He was there for about a year or so at a time. Uh, he was the regional security officer. So all of the security, they do intel intelligence gathering or get with the CIA, like other agents and stuff over there mm -hmm. for intelligence gathering um counterintelligence um they do threat assessments so anytime you go to, like department of state website and you see like oh the threats okay of x y and z are this it's because a dss special agent um was the one out there doing that and i was like gotcha that's pretty fucking cool so they have an opening until october something right when my class mm. ends and i need a bachelor's Convenient. degree to do it so I'm gonna be like, ah. I'm still gonna apply to other agencies, but like, I'll fucking hit that shit. Bet. Um, do it. But you know what helped me uh, with the interviews and that 
is uh makes me think of because my brain is fucking mush. <laughs> One sec, my dog. Uh, not the greatest segue, but we'll we'll do it. In the meantime, uh, we want to thank all y'all for joining us. If you guys are watching us live on Twitch, this is our primary platform. Uh, this video will go out to the other streaming platforms shortly to include um, places like YouTube and Rumble. And then um, those will be our full. Uh, the three places you can watch us in our entirety with video would be live on Twitch our YouTube videos and our Rumble videos. Mm -hmm. Anything other than that, you'll be seeing us in almost our entirety, minus our You Laugh, You Lose challenge on your uh, just listening-based podcast stations like Apple Music, uh, Spotify, um, Deezer, or Apple Podcast, um, yeah, and a couple other places Google like that. Google Podcast, Samsung Podcast, mm -hmm. uh, Audible, uh, places like that, yeah. Yep, we are on all of them, so, Yeah. Once I got no excuses. No excuses <laughs> at all. No excuses at all. Where there's a will, there's a way. And if and you don't, platform. if you don't have the way, then you don't have the will. Because this is the way. you could find us anywhere. This is the way. I have a I have a patch that I got in Korea. It's mm -hmm. Baby Yoda holding a Bang Energy drink, <laughs> and above it it says, "This is the way." <laughs> That's amazing. Oh yeah. I'm gonna. I don't generally uh, like doing these kind of things, but I'm going to do like I love me board, right? With all my patches, okay. my ribbon rack, and all of that stuff. Uh, when I get out here the next, you know, however long it is, sooner yeah, than like later. Yeah, like a shadow box. Yeah, but it's going to be like a, like a frame. Instead of a shadow yeah. box, do like a... Oh, okay. Because I don't... They're not going to give me a shadow box, right? I'll have like... I like I want your own. Nine years in... Um, but I'm gonna do one that's gonna have all my patches on there, all the units I've been to. Okay. Yeah. Um, the ribbons, uh, other joint stuff I've done, like uh, um, some coins you've won. Yeah, which it's a shitload, too many. Mm. Must um, be nice. Yeah, yeah. I was never gotten a single coin that I didn't buy. <laughs> the only coin I oh, have that I, I didn't too. buy is my airman's coin. The only, the only one I have that I didn't buy. You gotta start writing yourself fucking decorations and shit, man. You know, I only have one no. decoration in my entire career. Oh, really? Only one. Turkey said mm. I didn't deserve one. When I left Minot, they're like, yeah, you already got one, man. You don't need it. Or no, I got the PCS one there. I never, I never got a mid-tour. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, yeah, when I got out of the military, they're like, yeah, man, you don't deserve one. I was like, what? <laughs> well, fuck you too. It's like, I'll fuck myself. <laughs> Go fuck myself over there somewhere. I'll kick rocks and fuck Seriously. myself. So, anyway, bent me over backwards my whole career. Now you're bending me forwards. I know my back hurts so much. You can't. <laughs> you gotta start using. <laughs> now my ass hurts. Fuck me a little less, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe. So getting fucked by the Air Force. What does that make you think? Of? Oh, that makes me think of <laughs> Turkey, <laughs> which makes me think of um, lockdown. Oh. Which makes me think of Baklava. Where the hell did... Okay. Baklava makes me think of dessert. Dessert makes me think of dinner. And dinner makes me think of um, this place in town called Papo's Pizza that I just had. Mm. Delicious. I'm just going to go off of pizza. So sure. Pizza go, place. Go, go with pizza. Pizza place makes me think of... 
um, stadium pizza, <laughs> which makes me think of it being for sale, which makes me think of entrepreneurship. It's like five million bucks. Oh. So I Who's got that kind of capital? All right, entrepreneurship makes me think of a fancy term for long-term unemployed, which makes me think <laughs> of um, gender studies majors, which makes me think of college. <laughs> that was some funny shit right there. <laughs> oh, college makes me think of bullshit. Mm. Bullshit. I was gonna go back to gender studies for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, college. Already got that one. College makes me think of bullshit. Bullshit makes me think of the the military. The military makes me think of the suck. Uh, the suck makes me think of blowjobs. Like, where the <laughs> hell do you expect me to go from there? That's perfect. Oh my god, no, I'm not doing that. All right, the suck makes me think of oh, wet socks and boots. Oh, which makes me think of uh, training in the torrential downpours of Korea. Which also makes me think of riding around in a Black Hawk helicopter with a Delta unit or a Green Beret detachment. You got to do that. That's got to do joint training with ODA three one two three. That's fucking Love dope. Those guys. Jesus. Yep. Well, that makes me think of an unrealized career. <laughs> oh, 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 that took a dark turn. Which Shit. makes me think of uh, opportunity. Um. Which makes me think of uh, federal law enforcement. Not sure I want to go down this rabbit hole. Uh, federal law enforcement makes me think of Waco, Kent State, Ruby Ridge. Those good guys, uh, too. Those make me think of uh, citizens' rights, which makes me think of the Second Amendment. Mm. The Second Amendment makes me think of guns. Damn straight. Um, guns make me think of, um, self-defense. Self-defense makes me think of, um, why Japan didn't invade us in World War II. Oh, yeah. That, very good point. Uh, Japan also makes me think of, um, their game systems that they're famous for, mm -hmm. which also makes me think of, uh, toys. That we played with as kids. Yeah, you know, I could probably do uh, a top five on that. I, I oh, I could definitely do a top five <laughs> on that. And here's our top five segment. How'd, how'd you like? How'd you like that for segue? That was huh? a fucking segue if I ever heard one. I tell you <laughs> what, how this works, it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm on fire today. Now, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately. This week we're going to do a little bit differently mm -hmm. because our debate topic for this week also includes toys that we may or may not have had as a kid. So. Um, our number one pick for our top five is technically not our true number one. Correct. Our true number ones, we are going to be debating for the title of most influential toy. Yes. Right. So it's a little bit different, and this might actually be the way we do things going forward, considering that we are now theming our shows, right? And we're pairing um, 
our top five, our don't get me started, and our debates. Which I think has streamlined us. I'll putting um, them together in a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's making it easier well. for us to to plan these episodes for, uh, woo, for sure. Nice. Opa. <laughs> Opa. <laughs> um, that reminds me of a funny story. Um, but yeah, so this may or may not be how our top fives shake down. Wait. Here in the in the future. So we're going five to uh, one again, right? Always. I think uh, right. I went first last week. So how about you, you go did first go this first week? last time? All righty. So, um, this is a top five for me. So it's a little bit lower on my list. However, I would still argue that this was an incredibly influential toy for the world at or for the United States at least as a, as a whole. And it's going to be the classic Nerf football. The Nerf football, dude. The Nerf. It basically, you know what? I want to open that up to basically anything sports-related that's made by Nerf. Dude, right? that Nerf was the shit. And what? if we get copyright right striped by this, be like, hey, we're giving you free advertisement, all right? Yeah, no one plays that shit anymore. <laughs> Make a video game. No, Don't way kids are going to fucking do anything. Need My nephews are still buying Nerf footballs, but now Nerf is like, they're subcontracting out to like influencers and yeah, like that. Like my nephews now have dude perfect Nerf footballs. Really? Right? What a yeah, they just they just slapped dude. another right. What a sponsor! But the the products, the originality of the Nerf football, had made its way into almost every child's backyard at some point oh, in their life. Yeah. If you didn't have one, you still played with one because your neighbor probably had it. Your best friend probably had it. Yeah, the fins on them. Remember when they oh, eventually the vortex, they put the, the whistling vortex, vortex balls? <laughs> Here, <laughs> yeah, I could I could throw one of them over them their mountains. I tell mm. you what, darn right, it's fucking. But yeah, the Nerf, anything from Nerf was instrumental in getting kids outside and us specifically. Like I remember oh, our I parents, especially in the summer, our parents would kick us out of the house and be like, "Hey, don't come back on until that street light comes on." Yeah. I know it's a cliche, but it's true. I, it really is true. I had I, like on a weekend in the school, like I didn't play video games during the school week. I couldn't. I wasn't oh, yeah. allowed to. It was mm-hmm. go outside and play. Do your homework and go outside yeah. and play. In the summertime, it was um you get this many hours a day. Or this many hours yeah. in a weekend or something to go play video games. Other than that, you're outside. Well, we'll fucking figure it out, too, dude. Yeah, we were always involved in too many sports. Me too. Right? Towards my later ages, too. Playing baseball. Like, if you didn't, if we weren't playing in a game, we were at practice, or, you know, we lived on a cul de sac, right? So we were told to go play in the street, mm-hmm. right? So me and my brother, we would play baseball. Just all the time out there, we'd play catch, we'd hit ground balls to each other, what have you, right? But yeah, just any toy that gets you outside. And yes. Nerf did that for families across the nation. So it, it that earned did. my number five spot. And it was the uh, the window saver instead of the window oh, breaker. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, so many happy parents when they hear a thunk and not a crash and like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My number five goes a little bit away from that. Um, okay. And it's kind of a weird one. Silly putty. But it's silly putty, I was, dude. I was thinking about that. I One of my yeah. favorite sto- uh, stocking stuffers of all time was getting that egg of silly putty. Or like yeah. during Easter, you get an awesome. egg of silly putty. Or silly putty was great. You can make fart noises with, with it. You, you play, play with, with it. it for a month until you drop it in the carpet. And it gets all that 
gunk mixed into it, and then it never feels the same again. Yeah. Or you rub it on the couch, and it loses all of its... Oh, yeah. Silly Putty was... The... I'm a simple man. We came from a different time of, of life, which wasn't really that long ago, if you think about it, but... 30 years, dude. Almost, almost 30 years. Almost 30 years ago, but... um. Silly Buddy was fun, dude. I used to play with my army yeah. men. It would be like a slime monster to my army men and stuff. And <laughs> Silly Buddy was like, it was so versatile too. And all ages played versatile. with it. Uh, but I, I did love, I love me some Silly Buddy. Mm-hmm. What do you got? All right. My number four. <laughs> Hot Wheels slash Matchbox cars. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. I used to collect These those. They were so were... fun. Oh, yeah. I, I collected them for a while. But as fads come and go, you know, you let one little kid play with your car. Suddenly there's a ding in it. And it's like, oh, well, shit. Now it's into the car bucket. My parents or the wheel still falls have. Off. Yeah. My parents still have a little red plastic Fisher Price bucket. <laughs> really? That is, I think, 40 years old. That is filled to the brim with beat up, just mashed to all hell matchbox cars Mm -hmm. that have been collected by my siblings and I over the course of the last almost 40 years. And that collection just kept growing and growing. It started with my oldest brother. He got a few and Mm then uh, more siblings were born and they got some and then they bought some of their own. And we have this bucket. This bucket has been full of Matchbox cars since before I was born. And for some reason, it is still the favorite with my nephews. Do you my remember? My nieces and nephews, every time they come over, they will dig out that 40-year-old wagon with wheels that are barely hanging on. <laughs> yeah. Like, the bucket's wheels are, because yeah. apparently my older brother used to be pulled around the house sitting in that bucket when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but yeah, so I remember me and my brothers... We would build racetracks out of, we would use like the Lincoln Logs. You remember those Dude, to line our tracks? Fuck, I didn't even think about tracks. Lincoln Logs. Yeah. Damn it. Um, we would use Lincoln Logs, like the wood blocks to create racetracks. And then uh, we would we would race our Matchbox cars around them. I I know that we made these lists before. Um, But I got to change one of my things now. Oh. Um. It's not going to be yet, but yeah, I got to change all my, I got to change my stuff now. All right. Are you changing your number four? No, I'm changing my number two or my number three. Okay. Well, what's your number four then? Since that's where we're at now. One second. Um, my number four. Was uh, I didn't really see these until later in my childhood, but another Nerf product. Oh, was yeah, Nerf guns. sure, and absolutely. The be- Nerf dart guns, yeah. Dude, we used to walk around the house and just shoot the shit out of each other. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like so much, man. I loved the ones that had the the old suction cups. Yeah, fronts they'd stick to walls and stuff. I remember, I scared the shit out of my dad once. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know why this. It, I something convinced me to do this, but when you would walk up our basement stairs, mm-hmm. you would 
get to the top of the stairs. We had a little a pair of small French doors that closed off the basement stairs. So two tiny doors. And then you were in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And right across from the stairs was the sink that had a window on it that looked into the backyard and the back patio. Well, I came up the basement stairs one time. I was holding my Nerf gun, the the Maverick, right? The six shot revolver. Oh yeah, you remember that shit? Oh yeah, it was fucking and huge, just like this big. <laughs> it was massive. <laughs> yeah. And my dad was cleaning some dishes after dinner, and I shot the Nerf gun, not at him, by him. Mm-hmm. It whizzed right past his ear, stuck in the window with a thump, and it made him <laughs> jump so hard that he dropped a bunch of dishes in the. In the dishwasher. Dad's not the kind of guy that screams when he's scared, but his whole body will flinch. Mm-hmm. And his whole body flinched, and it was hilarious to me. And I was the only one that witnessed it. The uh, the the older kid version of, of Nerf guns, uh, airsoft guns, right? Yeah. Um, I remember specifically, like it was yesterday. My brothers bring this up to me all the time. Uh, my one of my best friends when from my childhood and I, um, we used to get into like ghillie suits. Oh yeah, we were weird kids. We would get in like ghillie suits and go spy on like the drug dealer neighbor, um, <laughs> in the winter and shit. <laughs> like we did, we had weird shit. We we weren't out there doing drugs or anything. We were out there like, like spying on drug dealers and stuff as kids. Um, but w- when I lived in Leelanau County, a couple miles away from from my school in in Michigan. Uh, we had like 10 acres and it was all field and mm-hmm. my little brothers, we'd give them, well, Eli, really, I'd give him like a, an, an airsoft gun, like an airsoft pistol. And then, uh, Austin and I, my buddy at the, at the time, we would go like hide in the field in ghillie suits. And then when he walked past and like his friends were over too, shoot him. we'd shoot him or like, they would like, <laughs> they'd like walk past and you like pop with your ghillie suit on and like take him bring him down <laughs> and i remember having so much fun doing that and then inside the nerf guns we'd have like nerf wars um mm-hmm. you get them in like goodwill or something for like a dollar right you have to buy the new ones oh, the really cheap ones yeah, yeah. whatever the but single shot yeah you gotta crank them up yeah so can go but i turn all the lights off in the basement and i was i don't know maybe 14 or 15 at the time um and my brothers and i would be downstairs and i'd walk around with no lights on and I'd like assassinate them. Right. Like, <laughs> or shit, we have like Nerf gun wars in the dark downstairs. Um, and those are some of the best Classic. times, you know, they might've ever felt as a kid. Cause they were, they're sitting there playing Nerf guns with their brother and they talk about mm-hmm. it. What they're 18 and 15 now. And they still talk about it to this day. Nerf guns are such a, such a great, great fucking invention. Heck yeah. What do you got for number three? And they have been around for a long time. And <laughs> yes. Speaking of things that have been around completely unchanged for 40 years. Yep. Exactly <laughs> right. The plastic green and tan army men. Do you remember going to Toys R Us when that was still a thing? Um, um, and you would go and they'd have a buckets. They had like actually yeah. like buckets of army the big, men. Fi- the big five gallon buckets. Yeah. Like seven bucks. And you get like three hundred, like a two hundred army men for like seven bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd get the the little U shaped uh, sandbag enclosures yeah. and the barbed wire. Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, I remember the shit. I played with those. I for... played with those 
hours. I would set up massive, large-scale like dioramas in the basement with these things. Like, and I wouldn't actually play with them. I'd set them up just to look at them. You could play with them you with any other toy too. You could play with yeah. them with like your Legos, or you could play with them with like like I had a Castle Gray Skull as a kid. They got for okay. me at like yeah. a Goodwill uh, from He Man, <laughs> and I'll play it like I have the power. <laughs> that would have like all the army men in it and they're fighting, you know, whatever other mm-hmm. like goop or like silly buddy or whatever I have in there. Like army men, they're, oh, they're so great. So yeah, a lot of fun times playing with those things all over the house. And my parents still have them. They're still they in still my parents' basement somewhere. Oh yeah. My parents, for some reason, as long as they can justify kids playing with them, they won't throw away toys that they think the grandkids will play with. Cause my parents host Three times a week, at least, you know, and especially Sunday lunch after church when most of my siblings go over there for lunch and the kids are all in the basement playing. It's a pain in the ass to pick up at the end of the day because I have a few nieces and nephews that say, hey, here's a big a big bucket of things. I'm just going to upend it right in the middle of the floor. As kids do. Yep. Yeah. And guess whose job it is to pick it up every night after everyone leaves? Me and dad. <laughs> Yep. Hopefully that it's not dark and you step on an army guy or, or a Lego oh or something. God. <laughs> now the plastic army men, man, those those were something else. They were. You know what you could play with those with, which I did a lot as a kid. I think yeah. I might have gotten maybe one set of these in in my life, and I played with them for years. And you mentioned them earlier. Is this gonna be your number three? Yeah. Oh, the Lincoln Logs. Yep, yep. You got to use the Lincoln Logs to set up fences and fence lines that the army men hide behind. Yeah, right? you could build houses with it. You could build... Uh-huh. It was like... There were Legos before Legos were a thing, right? Is is what it yes. seemed like. Those were probably from the 18... I don't know if they were the 1800s or what, but... I'm gonna, You know what? I'm going to Google that real quick. Lincoln Logs... Well, you do that. So Lincoln Logs, for those younger uh, than us, which is kind of depressing... They were these just wooden, like mini logs, right? And they had indents. Nineteen twenty-four. Nineteen twenty. They were Legos before Legos, so they had these indents. They were carved out of them, and you could place the logs on uh, to build structures and houses and. And, and they would all look and... like your traditional log cabins. Right? Yes, that's what they were. They were modeled after. And some some sets would come with like a little roof, like a plastic roof or something on them, or mm-hmm. or what. But I, I feel Lincoln logs like fucking crazy, dude. I I played with them a, a ton as a kid, but it was never for their intended purpose. It was always for something else. Like, <laughs> yeah. for example, making the Hot Wheels car tracks. Yes. They were great for that. And making um, fences and places for when you use your army men, mm-hmm. right? I, I would use them for so many things that didn't involve actually building. Yes. <laughs> you know, things that you build Lincoln Logs with. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they're amazing. So what a what a great fucking toy, dude. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Back in 1920. Well, and the the great thing about Lincoln logs is they're made of wood, right? Mhm. So they last forever. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like the simplicity of it is what it's what's so good about it. And they come in, you know, different shapes and not necessarily sizes, just well, size like length, not necessarily like yeah, they, bigger, they come thicker. in several several lengths. Yeah, but yeah, the, the relative size and shape is all consistent. Yeah, and and they you could <laughs> when you open the Lincoln Logs, it just smelled like yeah, like a, old wood. Old wood. It was like it's like you're just you're shining your wood floor every time you open mm-hmm. open your Lincoln Logs. <laughs> up. Oh man, there's 
That's nostalgia for you. 1920s, All right. dude. Wow. 1924. Yeah. All righty. My number two. Okay. Uh, a, a toy franchise that spawned comic books and even movies. You know where I'm going with this? Maybe. The, the big brother to the army man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, GI Joe's, dude. Man, now I'm not talking about the full-on foot-tall action figures, right? I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the mini plastic guys. Oh yeah. So the full-on GI Joes, um, I remember seeing there was a History Channel show called Toys That Made America. And they were, I think they said the G.I. Joe was in, like, the top ten most important toys of in all of, like, American society. Wow. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, But I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the big guys, because I never grew up playing with the big boys. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing with the small, four-inch tall, plastic and rubber. Those were the shit. Yeah. Dude. There was, I think there was a good, solid five-year period of my life where that's what I got for Christmas, birthdays, spending money. I just bought G.I. Joe's. Dude, G.I. Joe's were the shit. Tons of them. They come with, like, little knives with them and little guns. Yeah, you can... the, the knives, the guns, the the, the vehicles. Where like, their hands were bag. always closed like this. They they were always closed yep, like that. So you'd yep, they got the in. little circle that only a certain <laughs> gun could fit in there. Yeah. And you could, like, twist their hands so that mm. they could always be in a different angle. Dude, G.I. Joe's were yep. the shit. Oh shit! Yeah, that uh, it takes me back. Echo says uh, all my favorite were just various action figures, WWE, Dragon Ball Z, Godzilla, etc. And you know what? Right, right. I agree with you, Echo, because my number two. Well, and that was the brilliance of okay. So you're just going action figures as a whole. Yeah, that's where I was gonna. I was talking about earlier, right? Um, before you on the podcast about how specific are we gonna get with this? Yes, because I have here, um, GI Joe. Mm-hmm. and he-man okay sure i grew up well we grew up in the 90s right i think he-man was big in the 70s uh oh, I in the 80s tell you. Let, me, let me google so my my dad knew who he he-man was when he was a kid and he was born in the 70s um but actually 1980s. 1980s yeah so when he was a kid growing up he-man was the i've got the power that one right uh-huh so I had... The show was one of the most popular animated shows of the 1980s. It made its television be- debut in September 1983 and ran until only 85? Oh, they brought it back. Oh, they did? Yeah, I don't. I haven't watched it yet. But... Okay, so that must have been the original. Yes. Oh, He-Man and Masters of the Universe. And Masters of the <laughs> Universe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. dude. Um, so action figures in general. Um, Like you said, the WWE one, I remember when I was like, shit, probably 12, 11 maybe. Uh, I went to visit my my biological mom, um, and they, whatever family member there, they had a WWE ring with WWE ah. action figures, and you could like, you know, play with the action figures in the ring, and ah man, it was it was so fun. All all of the action figures ever were always fun. You could use them as like, yeah. you could play with them with your army guys, you could play with them with your Lincoln yeah. Logs, your whatever. Play with them outside, inside, it didn't matter. That was the best part about him is that we also, the house I grew up in, my dad built us a sandbox. 
Yes. Playing with the GI Joes in the sandbox was way better. Heck yeah. And like in the garden even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like if dude. you have a flower garden or something like that, playing the GI Joes in the garden, it made everything that much more realistic. My right. And your imagination as a kid just goes crazy. Dude, I used to play with these limitless when, possibilities. When my little brothers were kids, I used to play with all this stuff with them. <laughs> and I would have more fun with it sometimes than they did, honestly. Yeah, right. I'm like sixteen years old <laughs> playing with army guys with I remember we go outside and they take the hose. My brother just told me a story the other day too. He used to do this as a kid, um, with like the action figures and the army guys and everything. He would take the hose and he'd stick it in the ground, right? Um, and then water would come out of it, and make it muddy, and he'd play with like, they make a little river, and he'd play with the army guys and action figures and stuff outside with the oh, heck yeah. the river going down with the hose. Yeah. Um, he's like, I wouldn't have dared do that because if my dad saw me messing with his yard like that, he would have tanned my hide. It's true. We, <laughs> our yard mission was, it was a country yard. And I don't know, let's put it that way. It was what Fair it enough. was. But uh, I very much had a city neighborhood yard that my dad pampered. Oh yeah, no, that's more so than us kids. All right, what do you yeah. got? All right, my number one. This is the All American Classic. I alluded to it earlier when I mentioned playing in the street, but you can't beat. A baseball and a glove. Endless summer fun. Mm-hmm. All you need is two gloves, two people, and a ball. Yep. And you've got four hours. It doesn't even right have there. to be a baseball. It could be a tennis ball, like whatever you can yeah, find. It's a ball. Right? Nerf ball. Yeah, and but like... if you have if you have a baseball and a sibling or a friend, and you all got each got a glove in an open field, or in my case, the cul-de-sac of a street, hours hours that turns into years yes of time spent just doing that it's one of the greatest stress relievers ever um you work on your hand-eye coordination you build the skill that translates to the sport you play like and it's baseball is the all-american sport i know i've argued this before in in debates baseball is america's pastime right so there's that nostalgia that and that historical importance that feeds into why i think this was such an awesome toy, you know? I remember as a kid, um, basically every place I've ever been, I would grab a tennis ball and a baseball mm-hmm. glove, right? So I always had a, a baseball glove growing up. Um, and I would go to my garage or I'd go to like the side of the house or I'd go to yep. a tree or something. And I'd, I'd practice like pitching with a saw, like a, a tennis ball. You know, I'd take the, the ground balls off of it and act like I was playing yep. a game and mm-hmm. like... Well, then that and football and like I had a basketball. We didn't have a hoop, but I throw it up on the on the the roof and I grab it or, you know, throw the kick the throw the the baseball up in the air, or kick the football up in the air and run and try to grab yep. it. Or, mm-hmm. I played even by yourself. You could play baseball for hours, just hitting off the tee into a net. Right? Hours, dude. I remember my dad uh, and my mom bought me like a pitchback. Oh yeah, one year. Um, I remember those. But it it wouldn't like hit back to you. Mm-hmm. It would like there was like uh like holes with a net where the glove was mm-hmm. for the catcher, and it would roll out the bottom. So you would sit there, and I could sit there and pitch at that pitch back for fucking three hours. Like throw my arm out every day, basically. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that was so fun. <laughs> oh yeah, good times. 
Good times. Which reminds me, oh, yeah, on that note, uh, just the other day I bought my uh, softball bat that I'll be using this season. Nice. You know, we yeah. looked into, uh, they already started in California. About My dad and I were talking the other day. We were like, we should get into an adult league out here. Darn right you should. Yeah, they're like serious as fuck out here. I was like, let's just mm. get in the beer league. Go have fun and, you know, my dad's 50. One mm-hmm. or something. I think he's fifty-one, but he's still fit. My, yeah. My one brother Eli's eighteen, so he can play with us. Between the three of us, we can knock in. We can knock in fucking runs all day. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. All of us grew I up ju- playing ball. I just bought a um, a softball bat from a guy. Um, it's it's a really nice Louisville Slugger because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm all in on the sluggers. I used one last season. Uh, for the first time, fell in love with it, hit the best I had ever had, and uh, um, that bat that I used last season started getting some seams in it. I was worried that those were going to turn into cracks, mm-hmm. so I want to get out ahead of it and buy a new bat. Uh, this one, it's a 26 and a half ounce, which is what I swing. That's what I've always swung, but this one has a full ounce end load. Mm. So it's really gonna help me keep the barrel back when I swing. Hell yeah! Um, but I I bought it from this guy. He said he was gonna sell it to me new in the wrapper. This thing MSRP's for three hundred and twenty some dollars, right? He was gonna sell it to me for two seventy, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, we were about to make the deal, and he goes, "Hey, by the way, are you Air Force?" Like he must have looked up my profile or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, "Yeah," and he goes, "All right." Um, when you pay me on Venmo, pay me two forty. And I said, "I'm sorry, what? Are you sure?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah." And, and then he said something about thanks for your service. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "Dude, you, no, this is a really nice bat. Like, this is sold out on the Louisville website because everyone wants one." Yeah. Right. So, uh, shout out to Chris Green, Christopher Green, wherever you are, tell me, uh. A really hot, real nice bat for way below MSRP. For a hundred dollars under MSRP, almost. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally, almost, yeah. So, I appreciate you, dude. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm unfortunately missing my squadron's opening softball tournament for Police Week by about two days. Oh, that sucks. Due to my graduation from this course. Uh, but yeah, the battle be waiting for me at home. I miss Police Week, man. Oh. Police Week was fun. Police Week was fun. All right. Uh, we got a little sidetrack there. What's your number one? My number one, which uh, I know you share the the sentiment on this one, is... I'm sure I do. Legos. Damn straight. Legos, man. Uh-huh. So we talked about Lincoln Logs, which is the old version of Legos, right? Uh, which I loved as a kid. I like building stuff. Uh, very tactile mm. as a person. Um, but Legos, with all the sets that came out with them, uh, you could build anything your imagination could possibly wonder with Legos. I would get sets and not even build the set on it. Like, honestly, I don't think I've ever <laughs> built an actual Lego set. I've always just built whatever I wanted. Um, and then So earth- I, was, uh, I was always a little bit different. I would always buy, I would always build the set as intended first because that was part of the fun for me was following the instructions mm-hmm. and actually building something really cool that was cooler than anything I could have built just out of my own creativity. But 
inevitably it would always get busted. And then I'd be sad for like a day. <laughs> yeah. And then I would take those pieces and then I would meld it into everything else that I've already been building and yeah. make it bigger and bigger and bigger oh, yeah. and bigger. Right. I, and that that was the the emotional life cycle of Legos, right? You build you buy it, you build it, you break it, you rebuild it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then let's say, I don't know, you've had one it somehow didn't break for a while. You'd be like, Oh, I need a piece. Oh shit. This one thing I built has this one piece. <laughs> no, I've done that. Funny enough, no, I've bought whole sets just so I could cannibalize a specific piece from that set <laughs> yeah. and with something else that I was already building. We used to build, you know, my so my dad, um, when I was a kid, he'd, he'd play with me and my my brothers, right? But his favorite thing ever to do, by far, was play Legos with us. <laughs> like, by far. Yeah. Like, he I would, will, he built I will crazy 100% shit. play Legos with my kids. Yes. I have fun playing with my nephews whenever they, yeah. uh, if they decide to play Legos. Because usually when they go over to my parents' place, uh, they'll play the Wii. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my parents will Nintendo Wii. And now, uh, it, well, and then it was the Switch. Uh, we would play Smash Bros on the Switch, and mm-hmm. now a pair of my nephews have an Xbox, yep. right? And then I gave my oldest brother my old Xbox from Minot, so now a bunch of my nephews are really into Xbox games now. So it's it's interesting to see that evolution of kids gaming. It is right, and what they think is cool versus you know what we thought was cool back then. And it's let's think about the Metamorph is probably silly putty. No fucking kid likes silly putty <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, or Lincoln Logs. I don't know if half the people in the chat know or watch know what Lincoln Logs are. Or I'm even the Army Men. Or even the Army Men. I, how many people have actually yeah. played with those? They've been around for... Okay, hold on. I need to Google this one. Oh, I... It has to be since... At, at least when Lincoln Logs were around. Maybe not. I don't know. When, when was Plastic made? That's probably the, the question. Okay. Plastic Army Men... If anything, though, people prior to that were playing because I did it at, at some points in my life. Oh no! Kidding. Playing my army with rocks. Army men, nineteen ninety eight. That's wow. Me. That's about the same time they did the. Well, a little after. Oh, that, never mind. Hold on. Right? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I lied. Is that the video game? Thirty eight. Yeah. Around the same time, plastic was invented, right? The first American toy soldiers were made by Bergen Toys and Novelty Company in nineteen thirty eight. Okay, and these guys have remained. Completely unchanged in form and function yep. since the 1930s. It's still the fucking World War II. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's the never guy's like in the weird pose, like the guy holding his rifle above his head. Like, who the fuck does like this? That? You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> the guy with the grenade that's like this. Mm hmm. Yeah. I always liked the guys with the bazookas that were kneeling and the guys that were kneeling and actually shooting. Yes. Those always, always stayed up the easiest, too. Yeah. The ones that were taller, they fell over. Like if you're playing on the carpet, yep. impossible for them to, to stand up. <laughs> He'd like push them down on the carpet. Oh yeah, you gotta <laughs> gotta kind of squiggle them in place there. Yeah. Uh, the guys that are laying prone, right? That look like they're army crawling. Yeah. And then the guys that are crouched behind a machine gun. <laughs> and you always put those behind the sand bag. Oh man. Yeah. I miss feeling. Even as kids, we understood basic military techniques. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. Oh man. Oh, wow, that was a fun walk down memory lane. Shall we uh travel? Well, we did we did travel back in history. Was. Shall we travel a little further back in history? Uh, prior to that, we gotta you know we're just talking about army men and stuff. 
Oh um, yeah, let's talk about a hero. That brings it back to a hero and our hero of mm-hmm. the week. Um, this week is an EMS. Um, Emergency medical service. Yes, uh, firefighter, so but EMS firefighter, right? So medical service, okay. ambulatory services, something like that. So, this is in Lebanon. Oh shit! The country or the city? Uh, it looks like Ohio. Okay. Which I had no idea there's a Lebanon, Ohio. Um, there's a Lebanon, Virginia too. It's probably the whitest Lebanon you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> They're Ohio. <laughs> I'm just saying, out from the Midwest, it's not a whole lot of pigmentation going up in in the Midwest because there's no sunlight. All right, off-duty firefighter um ted bowers going across the street um when someone reported a possible electric <laughs> electrocution right so he was That's like what a the shocking f-? situation <laughs> he walked around he walked he, he's like what the fuck a possible electrocution my trust street um and then he saw some workers who had put a a ladder up um to go work on something hit the power lines these dudes are on a ladder just fucking getting electrocuted oh shit and then he walks over uh somehow some dude falls off he grabs him electrocuted as fuck like basically like struck by lightning for the most part mm-hmm. um grabs him starts performing medical attention to him um CPR performs medical attention to to three dudes. They go to the hospital. Um, he says he says one of the victims was talking the entire time. It was actually over pretty quick. Uh, but yeah, so basically, these dudes put a ladder up, hit a power line, got electrocuted. Big dick, fucking. Uh, EMS Ted Bowers, like what? That's a manly ass name. First off, mm. that's it. You're the Ted Bowers. That's a fucking man name. Um, he probably the only way he could make that manlier is if his first name was Jack. I know I mean, Jack he got his own TV show. He probably <laughs> fucking does woodworking. Like, he's that manly of a person. Um, he doesn't drink he does, Bud Light. He does woodworking without tools. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the teeth. <laughs> He cars and whittles with his thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, that's how he built his house. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't yeah. need a water jet. He's just got to piss on it. <laughs> he pisses fires out for sure. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but basically, guys are up there, hit a power line. He saves all three of them, um, performs medical assistance to them until uh, ambulance gets there with an AED, saves three people's lives. Hell um, yeah. With with the possibility of him getting electrocuted, he's like, "Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? What a what a Ride man! The lightning. What a right. Hey, just wait till you get tased, man. I've been tased. Oh, you have? Oh, okay. yeah, in Korea. Oh, yeah. I didn't I... make a single sound, by the way. I didn't either. I couldn't. <laughs> oh, you blew all the air out of you before they zapped you. It went. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, man. I've said this story probably before. Uh, I was at um." Uh, Aniawik, right? Which is the non-lethal mm-hmm. instructor weapons course. Um, <laughs> down where where you're at, actually down the road, in um, Fort Lost in the woods. In Fort Lost in the woods, 
and they had a baton. I was like, hey, before the thing, I was like, hey, uh, I got metal on my back. I don't know if that's going to be a problem or anything, but I got I got metal on my back. They're like, mm, probably not, but we're going to shoot you in the leg just in case. So I, <laughs> they shot me in one leg. Um, No. Yeah, they shot me in one leg. How current they works. They hook you up uh, ankle to ass? Oh, no, they shot me. Oh. Yeah, so we're in an instructor course, so we get shot with tasers. So we got prongs in us, right? Gotcha. So, um, you would think that the current would go from prong to prong. Not so much. They grab this baton here, and the, one of the guys, his army, um, he's like, "Hey, like Jones, prod? grab this, huh? Is it like a cattle prod or no? It's like oh, a, it's, it's like a, it's a, bar. a it's a baton, right? So okay. there's a baton like sitting." Yeah, it's a plastic one, okay. I think, but it's it's sitting right, like to my right hand, so I'm laying like this, mm-hmm. right on the ground. He's like, "All right, when the when it hits you, try to grab it and try to hit me with the baton." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, um, I have steel toe boots on for oh, some reason." No. My pinning a picture of this, my feet are hanging off the mat a little bit. Um, they shoot me with it. I grab the baton and throw it. <laughs> My first thing is I grab it and go to hit him and go <laughs> throw this baton right. And then my face gets bright red. I can't breathe. And my <laughs> my steel toes are like this, <laughs> just clacking on the floor. Clack on the floor, dude. For my steel toes clacking on the floor. That's hilarious. And they stop it, and the instructor goes, Hey, Jones, uh, why don't you hit him with the baton? And I was like, Yes, I couldn't. <laughs> I threw it at no, you. No, he said, he said, Hey, Air Force, why don't you hit me with the baton? I was like, Oh. Because <laughs> yeah, there's three of us in there. So. Um, That's funny. But that that was a historic moment in my life, so might as well go into some historic moments yeah, for seven Yeah, speaking of history. All righty. I'll be right back. So, on this day in history, our featured... Well, our featured biography was the birth of one of the greatest musicians ever. And he wrote some of the most well-known and iconic uh, pieces of music. Like people who don't even know music at least know what the 1812 Overture is, right? And for most people, all I have to do is say 1812 Overture and they know that I'm talking about the man, the meth, the meth. The man, the myth, the legend, Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky, who was born on this day in Russia in 1840. I loved playing his work. I loved listening to his work. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the fine arts, our featured event is on this day in 1663, the Theater Royale, built by the dramatist Thomas Killigrew for his company of actors and now commonly known as the Drury Lane Theater, it opened in London on this day, 1663, and is the oldest English theater still in use. And if the picture that I'm looking at is the real deal, it's beautiful. I would love to see the inside of that sometime. But yeah, Drury Lane Theater, 1663. Uh, more events on this day. Let's see, make sure I'm not missing anything. Yep, more events on this day, 2002. Um, on the 25th anniversary of the... Of his Kentucky Derby win, Seattle Slough, the first undefeated racehorse ever to win the U.S. Triple Crown, died. So Seattle Slough died on this day, 2002, the first ever undefeated 
racehorse and triple crown winner. And then that set the stage for others to follow, such as Legendary Seabiscuit, which I think there's a movie made about that. Anyway. There is. Yeah? Yep. All right. Forward, moving forward to 1992, more than 200 years after it was proposed, the 27th Amendment garnered the necessary votes as Michigan ratified it. The amendment involved salary increases for the members of U.S. Congress, and the country went downhill from there. Well, good salary is not bad. It's just the insider training yeah. and corruption that's bad. Mm -hmm. All right, going back even further, 1954. Hey, Jones, you remember the movie We Were Soldiers? Oh, yeah. The great movie about Vietnam? Oh, yeah. You remember how that movie opened? I do not. That was I haven't watched that in years. The movie opens with... Uh, the French forces being absolutely decimated at the Battle of Dien Bien Phu. Don't ask me how I know how to pronounce that. But the um, uh, in 1954, the Viet Minh general Vo Win Gaip took the French by surprise at the Battle of Dien Bien Phu, surrounding their base with 40,000 men and employing heavy artillery to capture it during the First Indochina War. So this was the precursor to the Vietnam War. And this general, on this day, in classic French fashion, classic um, French kicked fashion. the shit out of them. Absolutely decimated them. That was back in 54, and then we showed up uh, not too long after. And yeah, that's, that's the scene at the very beginning of We Were Soldiers that I was mentioning. Uh, alrighty, going back a little bit further, 1946. Uh, Sony Corporation, a major Japanese manufacturer of consumer economic products, was founded by um, this guy, who I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his name because I don't want to insult the guy. Excuse me. So, yeah, Sony Corporation uh, was founded on this day in 1946. Let's see, let's go back. One year before that, 1945, a German delegation that included General Alfred Jodl went to U.S. General Dwight D. Eisenhower's headquarters in Reims, France, and signed the surrender documents that ended European phase of World War II. So this was today, 1945, end of World War II, VE Day. Let's see what else we got. Oh, here we go. Let's go back a little further. 1918, the Treaty of Bucharest forced Romania to make territorial and financial reparations following its defeat by the Central Powers during World War I. And at the beginning of World War I, 1915, a German submarine sunk the British passenger liner, the Lusitania, which indirectly contributed to the entry of the United States into World War I. That was the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were. Uh, the same year, Japan delivered an ultimatum to China demanding special privileges, which the major European powers were, were unable to oppose because of their involvement in World War I, which led to uh, the Japanese invasion of China and all sorts of gory, disgusting, awful things that you read about in your history books. That's the truth. Mm. Uh, let's see. Let's go back another couple of years. 1911. Great year and a great gun. Um, Japanese director Honda Ishiro, perhaps best known for his Godzilla movies, was born in Yamagata Prefecture in Japan. 1911. 
And all right, we're going to go back past the turn of the century. 1896, American criminal H.H. H. Holmes, who was considered the first known serial killer in the United States, was hanged on this day. He confessed to 130 murders. Holy shit, I had no idea. 130 murders, though some believe his real number exceeded 200. Yikes. And let's see. All right, one more. 1861. Rab. Oh, God. These Indian names are so hard to say. Rabindranath Tagore, who is a Bengalese, or sorry, a Bengali poet, short story writer, song composer, playwright, essayist, and painter who received the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1913, was born in Calcutta, which is now in modern day India. Hmm. Well, there you have it. On this day, May 7th. That's all she wrote, folks. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you see uh, long names that you say, I don't want to try to pronounce that. They're probably from India. <laughs> I'm too white for this. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm too redneck to I know this I think name. I did pretty good figuring out how to pronounce that. You did. You did, yes. So. <laughs> the trick is it sounds easier to pronounce than it actually is. Or the, the trick is it's actually easier to pronounce than it looks. That's what I meant to say. That is true. Um, I was going to go for a, a segue, but I ain't got it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's, it's, it's pretty hot in India. <laughs> it is, and I have a hot take. <laughs> a toy-related hot take, yes? Yes. Yeah. Um, Stick to that theme. So there's a craze in the 90s, early 2000s for Furbies, right? Oh, Remember my Furbies? God. I'm so glad I never had one because those things were creepy. And that's my take. Furbies weren't Furbies fun. Were creepy. They were <laughs> fucking creepy. You ever watch the movie Gremlins? Oh yeah. That was Furby. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, that was Furby. Maybe Gremlins, the movie, ruined Furbies for me. I don't know, but they were the creepiest fucking things I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Um, they weren't fun at all. Anyone that had a Furby and liked them, like, there's something wrong with you. That's what I'm gonna say. All it takes is you forgetting to turn him off one time, and then he speaks randomly in the middle of the night. Yeah. I... No. And he, the no shadow of him, it looks like I don't know. Nope. Mm-hmm. No fucking thanks, Furby. They were just creepy too. They were creepy. Even the name Furby. Fuck that. Yeah, it sounds like furry. Yeah. Yeah. And also fuck that. <laughs> fuck furries. It's all creepy to me. <laughs> Alrighty, my hot take is that society was screwed the moments kids started playing with cell phones instead of toys. Ooh, I don't know if that's a hot take. I think it's just the truth. It's true. Well, I think kids nowadays don't have the creativity. Like, yeah. I grew up with creativity because I didn't have a fucking option. And we grew up in right. the, in the you not were, the you start were of video games, but... or you were bored? Yes. Yeah, even... And e- for us, boredom wasn't an option. Even video games back then fostered some kind of creativity right well they're they're more linear like minecraft came out when we were kids teenagers oh really yeah teenager probably smokes but like playing with toys i think just makes you a better human being eventually in Mm -hmm. your life well and it also teaches you as a kid to be responsible for something yes like if you want this to last you take care of it yes you know which i suppose was the good thing about legos 
because if they did get busted, oh well, turn them into something else. That's true. <laughs> you bust a piece and they feel like, well, I guess it's a four piece instead of a six piece now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, whole, that's my hot take. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. It's Technology has been great for society and terrible for society all at the same time. Everything's a balancing act. Yeah. And I tell you what, don't get me fucking started on that. <laughs> that was halfway Good segue, decent. Jones. Good, <laughs> Good segue, Jones. All right. I want to explain how this one happens, why I still try to figure out your hate. Oh, yeah, sure. All right. So, yeah, don't get me started is one of our flagship uh, segments. Uh, this is a great road trip game. If you've never played it before, basically the way it works is you will give somebody a random innocuous topic. The more random, the better. But you can also target this person if you like. You give them a topic, and then you tell them you either love it or you hate it. Um, and then they have to instantly go on a minute-long rant on all the reasons why they either love or hate that item. Um, which gets really fun if you can target somebody. Yes. Like, if I know Jones hates feet, I'll tell him, hey, Jones, you love feet. <laughs> right? And... <laughs> Or if Jones knows that I really like guns, he'll be like, oh, yeah, you hate guns. Right? And it's, Or it's, it's even worse, though, if you tell us we have to. I think it's easier to say that we hate something we love rather than it is to say that we love something we hate. I'll just say the past, is it two weeks? Yeah, you've given me some horrible shit. I've given him I, some, some oh solid ones. God. Some, I've made it my goal now to make sure that O'Leary <laughs> isn't able to finish this. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> it's rough, man. But yeah, so this is a great road trip game. It's fun because you can just, it's really off the top of your head. But we are also in the process of turning it into an actual card game. Yes. Uh, more on that later. A lot of but work yeah. that you wouldn't think would have to go into it. I'll be honest with you. Making a card game is fucking hard. I'll be completely honest. Um, But we are working on it. We're, we're going through categories right now. I think we're like maybe 20 away. We're pretty close. Yeah. But then we'll have to send packs to ourselves, right? Send mm -hmm. packs to each other. Maybe some family members and close friends. Have them play it. Give us feedback. You know, the whole nine. Um, yeah. Prior to putting it on... Oh, what's that fucking website people fund? GoFund? Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yep. Kickstarter's so. for games. GoFundMe is for bills. <laughs> it's really good. It's a really good... <laughs> a really good uh, think about that. Alrighty. Well, um... I guess I'll go first this time. Yeah, what do you want? I'll take my hate. Let me get this out of the way. All right, well, I just made this one like 30 seconds ago. So okay. you detest, absolutely despise, and hate when your army men stand up perfectly on the carpet when you play with them. Okay, yeah. So part of the reason why we play with army men is so we can set them up and knock them down, right? But if they're too hard to knock down, that kind of defeats the purpose, especially if you're using like marbles, if it's like shooting marbles to try and knock them down. If they, if they get caught up in the carpet so well that they stand up, it's an unfair advantage. You know what? And I hate that because my brother was always really good at making sure his army men did not move when they got knocked over. Right. So yeah, if I want my army man to stand up, I won't play on carpet. I'll play on a hard surface. If I play on carpet, that means I want them to be able to tip over and fall down easy. It just makes more sense, right? You set them up and you knock them down. That's how they. That's how it works, All right? Oh god, I got another ten seconds. 
I need to slow down. I'm talking too fast. You do. You need to learn uh, verbal um, pauses. Yeah, I need to throw in some. Well, I just wasted my ten seconds. So. <laughs> ten seconds on bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it might be one of the most satisfying feelings in the world when you're playing on carpet you and you, when you. Oh yeah. You just set it on top of the carpet and it, it like, doesn't move and you're like, oh. Yep. Nuts. Did you ever do that where you? You would sit across from your brother or whatever. You'd set up your army men and you'd shoot marbles and try to knock the other ones over. I don't know if it was marbles. Maybe. But there was definitely other objects. We would throw at each other's or <laughs> roll at each other's. Or, yeah. We had we had these goofy rules where if an army man fell over and he laid on his stomach, he was injured. Mm-hmm. But if he lay, landed on his back, then he was actually dead. That's a good one. Yeah. That was good. I was I was a, I was a bit older once uh, my brothers were born. So was, once I started getting into army men, I was you know, thirteen, mm. sixteen. Didn't want to have anything to do with that childish shit. Fuck no! I still played army men all the time. I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All the time, dude. All right. Do you want your love or your hate? Uh, we'll go the same. Give me my hate. All right. You hate getting toys as gifts. I hate getting toys as gifts, and here's the reason. Uh, I- I'm gonna tell you, it's just too much, man. I don't need that much. I grew up with without a whole lot, so if my parents or, or family members are out here buying me gifts, uh, and there's these expensive ass toys, I don't need that. Um, I can go outside playing the the cherry orchard or or the fucking the woods in the back. I can play with rocks if I need to. I got the imagination of fucking uh, Walt Disney um, when it comes to playing. So. I don't need much. Uh, I'd rather them spend that on on themselves or somebody else because, you know, I it ain't for me. Uh, if I get a toy, that's up to them. But I'd rather them spend that on my my brothers or my cousins or my uh, other um, family members than just buying me a, a twenty dollar toy that's gonna break in three minutes. You know, so I, I can't stand when people buy me toys or anything in the matter. That's not bad. I thought. I thought you were going to go the route of if someone's buying me a toy, there's no guarantee it's going to be one that I actually want. Now I've learned in my life to be thankful for whatever the fuck I get. <laughs> oh, that's the worst though. When you get gifted a toy that you don't like. Yeah. And then you got to act excited for it. That is true. That's I thought you were going to go that direction. I That take was actually kind of truthful for me though. I would rather yeah. someone spend money on somebody else than me. I don't need much. I'm a pretty simple guy. I'm be honest. If you get me, give me a fucking. I remember one year I was a kid. I was young, maybe six or seven. I remember vividly. Uh, we were we were struggling a little bit that year, and so was my whole family basically. Um, and they're like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I was like, "I want a pack of big red gum, and my family be together." And that was the only thing I was like, legitimately the only thing I wanted that year. A pack of big red gum for 79 cents and a fucking, <laughs> my family to come have dinner together. That was it. So. And no arguing. Yeah. I wasn't a, let me put this back. I'm not a fucking saint. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of an asshole. But at that one specific time, I was a halfway decent kid. I ain't better than no one else. That's a probably worse. So what do you. All right. You I'm know, ready for my love. You know what you absolutely love? When your sibling destroys your Lego build. 
good luck. <laughs> all right. All right. So, no, I can actually argue this one pretty good because this has happened at least four or five times throughout my life where I would build something and then it would get destroyed. And then whichever sibling destroyed it would feel bad. And then we would end up banding together and building something even cooler. Right. And I remember my older brother, especially there's a five year age gap between us. Right. So he was always just better at building things than me or my younger brother was. And every once in a while during the summer, uh, he would come down to the basement and be like, hey, listen, you know, I had my Legos in one side and Aaron, my younger brother, had his Legos in one side. And he'd be like, hey, listen, I've got an idea for something, but it's going to require all of the input. Right. And we were at first it was begrudging. But then when we when we saw what he turned it into, it was so cool. And it's kind of a metaphor for, you know, life as it were, too. You got to break yourself down sometimes to get built into something cooler. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, true story. That was well-spoken. I didn't even, even hear a hint of bullshit in that, actually. No, there was no bullshit in that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that was from the heart there, that one. <laughs> I think you're right about the building to make a better thing. I've been thinking about yep. this recently, I'm like, I need to go to another basic training or a fucking or some kind of school to rewire my brain again. I think every so many years going into something to break you down and build you back up again is probably good for you yeah. as a human. Well, it was that analogy was very similar to one I've used in the past. Um, when I was in high school for about six years in middle school and high school um, on Tuesday nights, I used to go with a guy from my church, Mr. Ed Henscheid. Mm hmm. Uh, he was a painter by trade, and he used to re he used to uh, recruit me on weekends to come help paint with him, uh, and he paid really well. I love this guy. Uh, but anyway, he had a ministry that he had done for years and years and years where he would go to the Blackhawk County Youth Shelter and Detention Center. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was one big facility that had two separate functions. One was the detention center, which was actual juvenile detention for incarcerated youth. Right. But then right next to that was the youth shelter, which was for kids to have a place to go. Um, like if their parents got arrested or something like that, or maybe they didn't have um, maybe there wasn't a foster family to take this particular kid and they need some place to go for the for a week mm -hmm. or two weeks or something like that. The youth shelter is where these kids would go. And um, we would go out there on Tuesdays, Tuesday evenings, and we would a little bible study with them we'd sing some songs and I'd, I'd play some games with them whatever whatever but i used that analogy a bunch of um before a knife is actually a knife it's raw iron that used to get smelted and burned in the fire and then beat with a hammer you know mm -hmm. so it was it was an encouraging thing for the kids to think that oh all this pain and suffering i'm going through is building me into something worth something Mm -hmm. Right. So and obviously I would go there with the uh, the religious side of things as well. But um, that was one analogy that I always kept going back to. And um, I've also used the Lego analogy and telling that story. Actually, I've told that story on numerous occasions is that it takes somebody with um, a bigger mind than me to see the potential in what I'm doing. And it takes, you know, it takes them to break what I've had or break what I've made to rebuild, you know, their better version of it, you know? So just a pair of analogies I've used in the past. So yeah, that one, that I one does kind of 
hit a little closer to home. I didn't know you were so fucking wise, dude. <laughs> usually, usually don't come off saying wise shit. If I'm gonna, like, usually we talk about, you know, funny stuff and everything. Um, I don't, you know, like the religious side we've talked about in the past a lot. Mm-hmm. But that's that's some wise shit. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, and and very true. I didn't expect to get that deep in the weeds <laughs> playing a, a goofy game like this. But it's also true though. Yeah, for for all you listeners out there, you know, I, I'll I'll say for me right, and this is kind of going on for gamer a little bit, but who cares? It's our fucking podcast. If you get <laughs> if you get butt hurt about this, it's probably underlying problems with you. Um, when before I joined the military. I wasn't a great person. Um, I was lazy. Uh, I had failed out of college. Um, Do we want to hop over to the fireplace? Yeah, we can do that for a sec. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the... We only have it like this right now. We'll do it like that. That's enough. Um, yeah, so I, I wasn't that great of a person. I failed out of college. My my family said I couldn't live live with them. Um, when I got back from filling out of college, they moved to California and all this stuff. I was drinking and smoking weed and all underage. Um, I, I I just wasn't a good person. I wasn't, I wasn't motivated to do anything ever. Then I found the air force, uh, that motivated me. I went in and I became a completely different person. Um, when I, when I joined kind of a dickhead, um, from, from what I was when I first joined until what I am now. Um, I was more of a do what the fuck I say kind of guy instead of a, hey man, you should do this kind of guy that I am now. But that growth you get from them building you, like taking, like stripping you of everything, um, and then molding you into something is great for everybody. I think you can do this through any, anything else though. So you can do this through go join a martial art, go join a fucking gym, go join, uh, something religious, um, go volunteer. Do something and just get stripped down of all of your ego and everything uh, and let them mold you into a better person. I, I think that should be something everyone should do. I'm a big proponent of uh, mandatory service, though. So because you, you love South Korea, well, you turn into a better person. Yeah, like I, I would say that everyone that joined the military. um, Initially turned into a better person than they were before. That's what I would say. Maybe they didn't keep it. You know, <laughs> shitheads can be a shithead sometimes, but, you know. The military does a good job of making people who aren't necessarily smart seem smart by beating some tactical awareness into them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they teach you how to learn. Something that I, like, hmm. have you heard that, like, um... Teaching the... people how to learn rather yes. than what to learn is ultimately the trick. Yes. And and they do a, a phenomenal job about that. You ever heard the the hard work outdoes talent any day? Oh yeah. I I'm, yeah. I'm not saying this as not being humble. I've always been um more talented. As in like a lot of stuff bores me academically. Mm-hmm. Um there's not a lot that'll challenge me academically. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, don't get me wrong. But I've always been on that like talent side. So I didn't have to work for it sometimes. Um, physically, well, I, I am right there with you. I've been able to make it this far in life without putting very much effort. Yeah, into I, it. Like I, I got through high school, not studying for tests, hardly doing the homework, because 
I didn't need to. No, I just under like yeah, I just I just passed a class in I, college. I could I could hear it and I in and one I day. It, right. Yeah. Yeah. I and I've always been like that, except for physically. Physically, I I mean mm-hmm. you wouldn't know it now because I'm a bigger guy. Um, physically, when I was growing up, I wasn't a big guy. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the strongest. I wasn't anything. But I had to work for it to get bigger and faster and stronger than everybody else, right? I'm not the most physically gifted person in the world. I've always been a little bit more mentally gifted. Um, but in saying that the military teaches you that it doesn't matter if you're gifted or if you're not gifted, you have to, to succeed and be, be something in general. You have to try. And here's how you try. Here's how yeah. you do X, Y, and Z. And it just, it teaches you, I don't know. It just teaches you how to be a better person in, in, in general. That's just why I think. No matter where the fuck you come from, you can come from inner city Chicago, you can come from bumfuck nowhere Iowa, you can come from boy. Hey, you can come from <laughs> from from pasty white city, Traverse City, Michigan, where there's no ethnic diversity at all. Um, you can come from Minot, North to fucking Dakota, where yeah, it's just farmers. That's it. You can come from Florida. It, it doesn't matter. They'll build you down to make you a halfway decent person. Uh, and I think that's very important for other people, especially in our, our current society. You remember our dorm chief from basic, the, the gangbanger from New York. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This guy was literally a gangbanger from New York who was given the option between military service and jail. Which is crazy in the air force. You wouldn't think that happened, but that man had a fucking, yeah. uh, he got like, something really cool too like oh air traffic control like he was ridic- oh, that what he, got? he was ridiculously intelligent yeah yeah sometimes you just walk down a bad path you know mm-hmm. victim of your surroundings and your environment yeah get yourself out do something anyway. fucking good for yourself but that yeah, got us started on a bunch of that. stuff yeah <laughs> yeah good thing i'm wearing shoes it got a little deep there for a second it did yeah <laughs> we we might right, almost be so... 30 but you know, we got a couple. We got a couple gems in there for both of us. I'd say every every once in a while. All right, so we just have your love left, correct? And then the uh, would yep. rather's, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so you love <laughs> stepping on a Lego in the dark. You motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to really, you want to really test your grit. Um, there's one thing you do. Well, there's two things you do. You, you upgrade, right? So you step on an army man, right? If you don't wince and you step on an army man, you got it. You're a fucking tough son of a bitch, right? But if you step on a Lego and don't, don't grit your teeth or fucking say anything, you're a man. That's actually, I think, in my opinion, um, probably the, the modern-day version of what Spartans did in Killing Wolves uh, to become man <laughs> is stepping on a Lego. Um, Especially if it's on the stairs. Oh. And all your weight is on that one foot. And you try not to trip down the stairs. Uh, or or the stairs. if there's a, like, let's say you get your girlfriend over. Or there's a cute girl over. Um, playing with one of your, your brothers or friends. You step on that Lego. You can't fucking wince. You gotta be a man about it. And that's what teaches men nowadays. Step on the goddamn Lego. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I'm the master remember- of bullshit. I remember one day morning I came down to the basement 
uh, to play with my Legos, and one half of my base was just missing, and it was splattered against the back wall. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck just happened? Apparently, my dad had gone down there to take a conference call at the butt crack of dawn, stepped on a Lego, got so mad that he kicked it. <laughs> he just booted half of my shit against the wall. Oh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that might be the most painful thing I've I've had spine surgery. Uh, <laughs> I've injured myself multiple times, and I think stepping on Lego is the most painful thing of all of them, mm-hmm. especially in the dark. Right when you're not expecting it, when you're barefoot. Oh like... God, forbid that thing's upside down. Oh, dude, if the if the the open part is up, you're fucked. You're you're slicing your foot open. Well, okay, you know what's even worse is if uh, your skin goes into the block and then the, the whole thing sticks to your foot, so you pick up your foot and you step <laughs> again and the block is still there. Yeah. So you get two for the price of one there. Have you ever stepped on one and broke it? So you get like those thin pieces, right? You know, they're like the uh-huh. like the, the one by yeah, fours the or whatever. Yeah, one by sticks. Is, yeah. yeah, and they're thin. Um, Very. And you step on one and it snaps. I've had that happen and that shit that. going to my foot before. That's, God damn. That shit hurts so bad. I was, I don't know, probably nine. Who, like, <laughs> I've stubbed my toe many a times. Nothing compared to a Lego. I don't know. I think I'd rather step on a Lego than stub my toe. I just stubbed my toe the other day. I'd rather do that a hundred times. It's like getting OC <laughs> sprayed compared to fucking tasered. I'd rather get tasered a million times. Taser to me is like stubbing your toe compared to uh legos and down the opposite (laughs) but this goes well into your would you rather yes it does so would you rather step on a lego Mm -hmm. or an army guy i know what this one is oh army man for sure yeah yeah that softer plastic has a little bit more give than legos do right Mm mm-hmm so you're you're more likely when you step on a army man to feel it but it doesn't hurt. But with a Lego, almost it's it's a hard plastic, so there's no give to it, and it's spiky. You know, sharp corners. So 100%, I'd rather step on Army Men. I agree. And there's one slight exception would be, you know how the guys who carry the bayonets like this? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and there shouldn't, because the bayonet on that thing is soft. It's so flimsy, yeah. But... If you step on that bitch right, and somehow that bayonet thing <laughs> goes into your toe, <laughs> it's a bad day, dude. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never experienced that one. Oh. So, yeah, I, I'm i not sure where you're coming from on that. I'd never want to step on either of them at night, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. The The army guy is the, the better of the two. The lesser of the two evils. Yes. Yeah. What do you got for me? All right. Would you rather only be able to play with your favorite childhood toy for the rest of your life or never be able to play with that particular toy again, but you can play with other toys? All right, so. Oh, I got him thinking about that one. Kind of like you got me last week with my damn pasta salad. I did. But it's only because I'm going to segue this very well. Um, okay. So, can you repeat that question again? All right. I'm would bubble. you rather? Would you rather only be able to play with your favorite toy and no other toys 
or never be able to play with your favorite toy again, but you can play with other toys. Okay. So I'd only rather play with my favorite toy. Okay. And here's the reason. It is the most uh like versatile um creative toy that I I've ever played with. You can play with them outside, you can play with them inside. Um it, it doesn't matter. You could have two of them. You could have zero of them. Um or you could have one of them, you could have a hundred of them. You can play with them with fucking rocks as the bad guys, you can play with them as sticks as the bad guys. It doesn't matter. As long as you have these toys, um you can have fun. You don't need to Try, build things for, for it. Segue right now? Yeah. You can you can build stuff uh and put them on it. You could, you know, make some mud and, and put them through it. Um and it's an inspiration to possible activities in later later in your life. Uh, and that's my debate topic for army guys this week, which I forgot to take more smell off. Um I would rather be able to play with army guys than anything else. Yeah. All right. That segue would have worked a lot better if I had, you know, done that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to just go ahead and take your minute? Um, damn. This is pretty good right now. Look how white I am, dude. I live in California. Ow, and I'm that white. Sunglasses. Ready? Oh, my God. White? So bright. Somewhat shirt up. What? Wait, wait. By the light. <laughs> See the shirt line. Yeah, uh, it's so fucking white, dude. You uh, can I take mean, the man you, out of Michigan. You my forehead. Take the man out of Michigan, but you can't, can't take the Michigan out of the man. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, I will do that. All right. All right. So you're arguing for the army men. Yes. So how this works? Um. This is our one of our two flagship. Yep. segments uh don't get me started and then debate this it's been here forever probably be here forever this is something that we used to do a lot um mm. when we were in the dorms and now we take it a little more silly than we used to um we used to argue random topics and i would usually take devil's advocate for it and argue against it uh but now we just do silly shit because just to see what my counter argument would be most yeah of the time yeah and i just i get a lot of enjoyment out of razzing O'Leary. I'm just going to be honest. Um, it may be sadistic, but it is hilarious and fun. Uh, but now we just do it based on silly stuff. So I'll do a minute opening statement. He'll do a minute opening sure. statement. We'll argue back and forth for a little bit, and then we'll both do sometimes one closing statement, sometimes sometimes more. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's not even a debate, uh, like last week. Um, but in saying that, I will start with Army Men. So you said these have been around since the 1930s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that predates these so far that we figured out is Lincoln Logs, which is in the 1920s. Um, this is the most influential toy. And I'll say the influence part of it, and this might be propagated by our government, I don't know, um, is I, I do believe that at a young age, it gets you in the mindset of being in the military, wanting to be in the military, wanting to be one of those army guys. Um, and I think 
in our society um coming from the greatest generation which is what most of them until maybe i was a little bit younger uh were made from is it was the world war ii um greatest generation guys that you're playing with um generally they had the green ones and then they had the they had the gray ones which are always the nazis so or you're tan. or tan and you're fighting you're fighting uh united states against nazis your whole childhood and that's some influential shit i tell you what back when patriotism <laughs> was great yeah back when patriotism meant something fucking right other than more government oversight or yeah, patriot act uh <laughs> All right, so my pick for the most influential toy. Uh, this goes further than just the United States. This is an international favorite. This uh, interconnecting block concept that came out of Sweden back in 1958 is one of the, if not the most best-selling toy of all times. And... The only reason why this wasn't the number one on my top five is for obvious reasons. I was going to use this as my debate topic. I am talking about the greatest toy ever created, Legos. Now, Jones made a lot of really good points earlier when he was talking about Legos, about how it fosters just this amazing amount of creativity amongst kids when they're at their most creative. And yes, Lego does that, but it does it in a in a completely different way that is both ingenious and fun, but also educational at the same time. I, I think the creativity part for both of us um, is a strong suit, if I'll be honest. Um, I also think that both of these toys together make each other better, right? Both of the toys separate from each other also are great right but together obviously you're going to build force with fucking legos and then play army men on them right um but the foundation is legos no the foundation being you're doing it to play army men right mm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna see here here's the build thing a though to army army men in order to become fun requires something else something else that isn't them that's not true at to all to make it good Legos, you can play with Legos completely by themselves, and you have everything that you could need. You've got battles, you've got minifigures of all different varieties, too. I remember playing with knights. I remember playing uh, the cowboys versus Indians. I remember playing the Imperial Guards versus the Pirates. These were all various um, themes within Lego, or different sets that you could buy. And then... Um, Eventually, they, they got a contract with Marvel, so you could buy Marvel characters as Lego characters. Uh, Harry Potter was huge. Harry Potter, Legos. Um, Star Wars. Oh, my God. I spent a good 10 years of my life buying Star Wars-themed Legos, right? Mm -hmm. you, you can't do that with, with Army Men. Army Men, they are what they are, and they're great at what they are, but they are what they are, and that's all that they are. With Legos, Legos are whatever you can create them to be, which I think is what makes them the most influential. I'm not talking about maybe the most fun, but the most influential because of the unlimited creativity factor. Other than creating a massively epic battle scene, which I've done my fair share of those with army men, but 
where they fall apart is the fact that I can't build anything with them. I yep. can build set pieces for them. It's not the same thing because I, at the end of the day, it's a Lego wall that these toy soldiers are hiding behind. And that's right? and that's where I'll I'll say, yes, you can get the creativity and all of thing all of that out of Legos and and they came into media and stuff like that. Um, army guys can play anywhere. You're not going to bring your giant Lego set to in the fucking woods and play army, you know, play Legos with I the, have, in the woods. though. What I, you're going to do... I'm my Legos outside. What you're going to do with army men is you're going to grab your... You know, you can get a Ziploc bag. You can just fucking carry them in your hand. It don't matter. Uh, go out there anywhere you want. You could be camping with your family. You could be at a friend's house. You could be at your house. You could be in a fucking airplane. You can be anywhere in the entire world. You can play with them in the water, anything. Um, you can always use army guys. Um, Until you drop one in the green grass and never find it again. <laughs> and then you step on it later in your bare feet when you're running through the backyard. Which you've already established <laughs> is better than stepping on a Lego. Um, but I want to I wanna go you through some of these. step on it. So I looked at BMC Toys, right? Uh, not uh-huh. sponsored by them. But I just looked up like, you know army men on online um some of the different ones that are on here which i remember from my childhood right um army versus mexican uh uh villastas i can't say that v-i-l-i-s-t-a-s um yeah from the uh the wars that we fought early in our in our history right we've got Beach Assault ones from World War II. We've got Iwo Jima uh, sets. We've got um, plastic army armament from American, British, German soldiers. We have just German. We have just Japanese. We have just um, Russian. Um, we have Revolutionary War. So you're going through all the history uh, of the United States with these army men. You're able to play out these battles again or, or do whatever you want. Um mm-hmm. And I think that's so fucking cool because I can't tell you, you said uh, in the 1930s, how many kids in the 1930s grew up playing army men and went, that's what I want to do with my fucking life. And then how many kids after that? Cause I know I was one. I was all, I always kind of wanted to join the military. Um, mm-hmm. but I played with army for hours being like, I want to do this. I want to be this, like these army guys when I grew up. And I think that's where the influence comes from. Um, is the, you know, the red scare in the, between the United States and Russia and all these kids are playing army guys defeating the Russians or World War II and all these kids are fighting, defeating the, the Japanese and the German Nazis need to relive those moments, um, and your imagination of, of killing a bunch of fucking Nazis as a kid being super pro America, right? I think that's where the influence comes. Maybe not as much pop culture. They did come out in... There was uh, Army Man video games. Which, honestly, were actually really fun. If you ever got them on the oh, PlayStation yeah. 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been in media. Um, nowadays, it's it's vilified. Uh, because our country doesn't like... Um, you know, freedom in, in Army Men and stuff as much. But... <laughs> But it's one of those 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 last inning things of like this. It's America. This is American fucking capitalism, 
giving our kids army men to go fight the bad guys with. And I think that's where the influence comes from. Not to mention that they haven't changed in former function and no. since they since they were created. And they never will. <laughs> yeah. All right. Since you want to look up some uh, statistics, I'll, I'll look it up too. Oh, those are no the stats. Le- those are just The toys. Lego company is valued at $11.8 billion, with a B, dollars. And their annual revenue is $8.7 billion. People are buying $8.7 billion with a B dollars worth of Legos worldwide every year. And it's been consistently upticking since they were released in 1958. So, regardless of if you played with them or if they were popular in your household growing up, or even in your part of the country, they are... The Lego toy, the Lego brand, is a worldwide staple. It's not just an American thing. Which I think... I think it puts it in a different league of toy rather than army men. I think army men are fantastic if you're going to talk about American toys. American toys. And they are right up there in the top with the best of them. But I think as soon as you start looking at a toy that makes that this much international impact, I think we're we're talking about two different leagues in the same sport. We're in the same sport, but I think we're talking major leagues versus minor leagues here at this point. From a gross revenue stage, you're you're talking about a mainstream following versus a cult following. A mm. cult following, which I am firmly a believer in. I will I will swear up and down that army men are one of the greatest toys the world has ever seen, but I come from a place of it's an American toy designed for an American audience during a very patriotic American time period, which all of these things are great, but unfortunately it does not translate outside of America. That's... And when was the last time you've seen kids playing with army men that aren't 40 years old? Let's be honest. Well, I'll, where I'll put two points at? to put two points in that. Right. Um, and this is the same nowadays, honestly, with, with kids. I think the lack of playing with mm. army men and Legos. Um, shows a downfall in our society. Um, more of a, we're in a more technological age and everything. Now you get your Legos and video games more so than you get them playing with them. Right. Kids aren't mm. as creative nowadays. Um, they don't care to play with toys, uh, things like that. Um, as in the international thing, I, I understand that take. I, I, I do get where you come from the international part. Um, but we live in the, the greatest nation in the history of the world. Um, some may argue that, but guess what? You're fucking wrong. Because um, who's back-to-back World War champs? Rhymes with this, guys. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't know this was a thing, so I, I looked at it some. I was looking up stats and stuff, right? While you're while you're also going through your argument, did you know there's a toy Hall of Fame? Yeah, I did not know this. Um, mm-hmm. guess who's not in the Hall of Fame? Legos. Blew my fucking mind, by the way. I I just look. Now, I'm, I'm on the website right now. I looked up Lego. Is the Hall of Fame for discontinued toys only? Uh, it doesn't necessarily look like it. No. Because that would make sense. But a historical, I mean, Legos will be there in a couple of years too, if I'm going to be honest. Um, Maybe you have to be around for a certain time period or something like that. Possibly. But 
Um, well, maybe maybe they'll be inducted later because Army Men were inducted in 2014. Really? Yeah, not that long ago. Um, so good an, for them. Induction well, to a toy hall of fame. Had a, you had about 25 years head start. Yeah. Because uh, the Army Men came out in the 30s and the Legos came out in the late 50s. Yeah. So maybe it is a, a simple, they got to be around for so long and make that kind of an impact. Mm-hmm. So maybe but, here in a, another 15 to 20 years, maybe we'll see Lego inducted. I would I would be very much surprised if they weren't. I would be very much surprised too. But, but I will say uh, at I'm, this moment in time, they are. And I'll go back to my, my main point and argument of this. Um, and your main point is popularity. Uh, throughout the world and current media and everything. Um, Army men are based off of um, our accomplishments. That's really what they're they're based off. They're based off the history of the United States. Um, and that's what that's what it's going to stay as. It's probably never going to switch from that. It's an, from what I understand so far, American-made companies um, producing yep. what you might say was propaganda from the government. Um, the greatest generation, though. Yeah, that I wholeheartedly believe in. So it's it's a walk through history to learn about how America has succeeded um, in their best ways, not their worst ways. We all know the bad shit we've done too, which every country's done bad shit. Get the right. fuck over yourself. Um, but it's such a historic toy that's given inspiration to so many young uh, young boys and and maybe young girls too to join the service. And I think it, that's the most American shit I've ever heard in my life is an army man toy inspiring a young kid to go join the service uh, and fight for their country. And that's where I'll leave it at for my closing statement. All right. Um, different levels of influence we're talking about. Both of us definitely sure. still extremely Absolutely. influential toys. My point is um, it's, it's American influence helping young men and women uh, through their childhood learn the history of the United States and uh, join the service based off their influence of that as a kid. All right. So yeah, I'll, I'll make my closing argument. You, you definitely took the, uh, the emotional side of things. Um, I'm going to stick with the popularity side. And I'm going to say that if you, if you take a young kid this day and age, let's say a, a seven or eight year old, you give them a set of army men, you give them a set of Legos. I'm going to guess 10 times out of 10, the kid's going to want to play with the Legos. They're shinier, they're cooler, they look like his favorite pop characters. He's going to play with Legos. And ultimately, he's going to get more fun out of playing with a couple of Lego minifigures than he is going to out of a couple army men. And my one final point that I'm going to argue is um, Lego has their own fucking movies. I don't see any army men movies. Sorry, but there's several Lego movies. You unplugged your mic. I think. Nope. Still can't hear you. Still can't hear you. Peach. Hello. Oh, there we go. Army men movies are based off of real life. Oh, please. You can't see it. No, uh, -uh. there's no movie with a green pasted. Looks like out of Toy Story, Army Men. Well, and one. Small Soldiers doesn't count because they were G.I. Joe's. Toy Story. Uh, two, there's definitely been Army Men movies before. I don't know which ones they are, but they, they've been around. Mm. That's not the, yeah, the, fact, that's not the, the basis fact, of Army Men, the though. Fact that, the fact that you don't know what it is, though, but you know the Lego movie. 
they're not as much as pop. Uh, I, I get, I get what you're saying the pop culture stuff, and that I get the influence, the cultural influence in that aspect is what I like. I said before, I understand that, but I had already given my my closing statement, so I will, I will, um, all right, refrain from. Well, y'all, the one. audience, will have to let us know who you think uh, won that debate. Let us know. There's a couple ways you can do this. One, Echo said, can... uh, "Lincoln Log movie win." <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, let us know who you think won the debate. Uh, and there's a couple ways you could do this. One, when this video goes to YouTube and Rumble, you can yep. watch us and then leave a comment on who you think. Uh, another way is you can watch us live. Um, you can follow us on Twitch, set up notifications so you get notified like our boy Echo does every time. Hell yeah. Whenever we go li live, Echo is right there ready to hop in the chat. The original. We, love his we appreciate his input. We would love to get more people inputting like Echo. Um, yeah, so, and you can also email us. Doublefeedpodcast at gmail.com is our email where you can submit everything from ideas to submissions to video submissions for the You Laugh, You Lose. Uh, you can recommend themes, uh, debate topics, basically anything. You can yeah. recommend a Hero of the Week. Any one of the topics that we do or the segments that we do as a theme that you as the viewer or the listener can submit to your heart's content. And the best way to do that is to email us at doublefeedpodcast at gmail.com. No, no caps, no spaces, no squigglies, no numbers. And if you don't have the ability to do that, um, I, yeah, as we said in the past, the comments under the fucking video. Um, yeah. Find us on, find us on YouTube, find us on rumble, DM us on, on the videos, DM on one of those, uh, like on Twitch, you can DM us. Um, yeah. Uh, same thing with, I don't know if you can DM on YouTube, probably. I don't know. Or Rumble, just DM us. Give us a give us a topic. We eventually want to become a um, community run um, show. We That's say, the ultimate goal. We say it's a a podcast, but I would say we're probably more of like an entertainment like show than we more, are. A podcast. It's more of a talk show. It's more of a talk show. Yeah. Um. Just double feed yeah. podcast rings pretty well. It sounds good. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I I appreciate you guys. I. I know O'Leary appreciates you guys as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Even though I'm talking to you guys from a tiny little days in hotel in bumfuck nowhere, Missouri. And I'm in a closet, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but for our, for our uh, listeners, we're going to, we're going to let you go here in a second. Um, like he said, follow us on all the platforms. Give us a likes, give us a fucking ring the bells. I don't know all that stuff, right? Ding, if you ding. like the contest content, let us know. If you don't like the content, let us know. Yeah, uh, let us know. Let us know what you think we could do better. Yeah. Let us know if there's a segment that you think isn't working. Which maybe we've cut have... segments out prior, so we uh, have. Mm -hmm. And introduced more segments, so. Yep. So, so if you, yeah, if you got an idea for a whole ass new segment that you think will be fun, let us hear it. Yep. We'd love to. We'd love to hear from you guys. So. Yeah, but other than that, uh, all our listeners. Checks on YouTube everything after this because yep. we're gonna go to You Laugh You Lose, and I like to say we're pretty fucking funny. So, see you guys later. I mean, we look pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Voices for radio. Bye. No, no, no. The term is faces for radio. Come on. Oh, <laughs> faces for radio. Bye. <laughs> All right. Way to screw that one up. For I think we got the voices for radio too. Um. 
for the rest of you. Yeah. We. Let's laugh at some shit, shall we? Yes. Now, so I don't pee myself while we're laughing, which <laughs> may or may not happen. <laughs> I mean, it'd be... happiness. Happiness is like peeing your pants. Everyone can see it, but only you can feel its warmth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, Jones. Did that I was tell a good you my one. Did I tell you my new chicken joke? No, I'm going to oh, go to the wait. bathroom no, no, while no, you tell shit. me. This was, no, no, no. This was the video that you showed me last week that had me dying laughing. Oh, it was? What? Yeah. Oh, the beat, the pecker? The chicken, the chicken joke. I've been telling this joke to everybody in my class, and I always get the same result. It's a mixture of that's hilarious and I want to slap you. <laughs> that, that is hilarious. The on their that, face. Yes. Why don't chickens wear underwear? Because they're peckers on their face. <laughs> God, that is the funniest shit ever. It is. Oh I'm gonna my pee. God. Okay, you go do that. Um. Yeah, now I need to find a way to come up with something. Oh yeah. So um, the way we do our you laugh you lose is um, if you lose, the winner will go on Amazon or wherever and buy a sign, a small you know six by eight metal sign. You probably know the ones I'm talking about, but they will be of an embarrassing or humorous. Uh, nature and we have to display these signs on the wall behind us now uh unfortunately like i said i'm in a hotel um i didn't bring my signs with me i didn't think we were going to be able to do that so but jones behind him has a couple of rather hilarious and embarrassing signs i think i have like three coming in the mail because i've lost the last three challenges so um in two weeks when we record again, when I'm back home, uh, there will be a massive unboxing of hilarious signages that I will then have to display on the on the wall behind me. And unfortunately, uh, Jones has mentioned that he's going to be pulling out all the stops because he was going kind of easy on me. He sent me some signs that I thought were like, legitimately funny, like signs that I would have actually hung in my house. Most recent one says, uh, I don't play well with liberals which is hilarious and very true. Not necessarily embarrassing or anything like that. Uh, Jones has a sign behind him of gay anime. Uh, the Yowie. gay pride flag. Yeah. Yowie, that's what it is. Yeah. And uh, you've got a gay pride flag. Straight out of the closet, that's, that's dude. Straight out of the closet. <laughs> which is fucking hilarious, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, Jones, I am kind of worried about what you've got, what schemes you've got cooking up in that melon of yours. As to how to get me back for those. Oh, so. just know. It's going to be bad. <laughs> I was have being... You have you sent him yet? I was being nice. No, I was going to wait for you like maybe a week prior. No, you can go ahead and send him. My roommate is fully moved in now. so Checking the mail? Funny enough, um, I we only have one key to our mailbox. And I forgot to take it off my keychain. So I'll wait but, until one week but, prior no, no, to you. No, 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 no. But here's here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. The only thing that gets delivered to my actual mailbox is USPS postage. So if you send it by Amazon, FedEx, or UPS, it gets delivered to my front door, which means he'll see it and he'll bring it inside. Okay, I will. Uh, we'll see. I might. <laughs> I might wait till like you say. You got two weeks left, right? This yeah. week coming up and the week after. Correct. So next week, uh, not this week, the week after, I'll probably wait to send you. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because then, you know, when I win today as well, 
gonna be expensive. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. It's getting expensive winning all the time. I thought I thought winning was great, but it's actually just. <laughs> well, and the sign option wasn't our original punishment. That was something we developed like three or four episodes in. Mm-hmm. Because originally, I think um, I did the one chip challenge. I think that was my very first punishment. Yep. And then I had you try kimchi live. Which is actually pretty good. Yeah, it actually, that wasn't that bad. Um, And then what was, what happened shortly after that? The shirt, you had to do it shirtless. Yeah, I, my our Thanksgiving episode I did shirtless. Yep. Which was embarrassing as fuck. Okay, and then the one shortly after that is when you had to shave your face. Yeah. And that turned out to be one of our funniest episodes. I think so. I think it <laughs> might have been. Well, okay, and that's your that's now your Twitter, or not Twitter, your Twitch profile pick, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, it was a good look for you, Jones. You should do it again. You've got your beards back, so you should... Uh, this is like two days, man. I haven't shaved in two days. Holy like fucking... Me neither. I look like Sam Squatch and Cowdy Sam Ugly Squatch. had a had a fucking baby. <laughs> Emphasis on Coyote Ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on the ugly, ugly part. Coyote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's let's dig into this. All right. Um, we already watched that one. I know for sure. Make sure we uh make sure we swap my sound over. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Let me swap real quick. Change window. Ready? Yeah, the one right there in the middle is the one that had me dying last time. Yeah, the pecker one? It, yeah, and we, we saw the golf one. We did? Yeah. Did we see this one? I don't think so. We saw this one. Did we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh we, we saw this one. one. Uh, One sec. I need to swap us two so I can have this in front of me. So I'm not looking over weird crick on my neck. The question, what up? The question giver. How's it going? You missed uh, most of the podcast, but we're on our You Laugh, You Lose portion now. So um, sit back and get ready to, to laugh. If you don't laugh, that's cool, too. Play along with us and then make sure you judge us a little bit. A question giver. That's that's a rather uh, provocative and evocative name. I'm, I'm sure you've got some really good questions you'd like to ask us, and I'd love to answer them someday. I also know she said good day. I wonder, does that mean you're from Australia or maybe even New Zealand? Wow. I give You're the right. questions. That You're is right. it. I'm sorry. I should stop asking questions then. Yeah. <laughs> we can't ask. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Yeah. Shut up, O'Leary. <laughs> well, this is not a question then. It's a demand. Uh, like this right. and follow it. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. And thanks for showing up. I don't think. I want somebody to smack their balls against my face like that. Damn, Grandma. The first time I saw that. Hey, thank you for the follow question. Where did they get that voice line from? I want to slap my balls across my face. That sounded like it was from a like a TV show or something. I I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Seduce the dragon, please. Be my guest. Okay. 18. Nice. Cool. Heads or tails? Uh, heads? Hmm. Ooh, you're the bottom. I'm sorry, why? I want to roll to seduce the dragon, please. Be my guest. Okay. 
Oh, 18. Nice. Cool. Heads or tails? Uh, heads? Hmm. Ooh, you're the bottom. I'm sorry, why? I want to roll to seduce the dragon, please. I didn't get that till the I'm end. I'm sorry, why? You're the bottom. Oh. It, it's, it was his response at the very end. I'm sorry, why? I didn't yeah, understand where that joke was going. Laughing. Oh, yeah, rolling to seduce the dragon. Oh. You're the bottom. Hey, Ooh. your mom looks like a dog. Hey, your mom looks like a dog. I mean, hey. true statement. Probably a bitch, too. Mm, it's close. Damn it. I thought I was going to get you with that. Yeah. One of my more, one of my more clever jokes. I'm sorry, Hua. Sorry, Hua. Off breath in. And out. Good. Let this relax here. Just kind of sink in. Good. Just like that. Coming <laughs> back. Nice soft breath in. And out. Good. Let this relax here. Just kind of sink in. Good. Just like that. Coming <laughs> back. Nice. The moan, dude the moan she's like ah hold on a second which one of us looks like mer i have a feeling it's not me damn it nice good job question oh. what's this oh that had me laughing hey babe something happened to me i just thought i should tell you what happened i grew an inch no you didn't no, seriously, I did. Why would I make that up? Well, we have to celebrate. We've been waiting on this for years. What do you mean, we? Just hold that thought. I'm going to go to the store and I'll be right back. Okay. Okay, open your eyes. Ta-da! What's the three for and why is that shape like... Well, okay, anyways, what's oh, the three for? Rude. I thought you said you grew an inch. I did. I'm six foot one now. Oh. Alright, I'm gonna go jump off the roof. Hey, babe. Alright, I'm gonna go jump off the roof. Okay. Nice. Best reply. Yeah, shut up, Echo. I don't agree with that. Oh, I can't laugh. Oh. Oh, I'm not signed in. Damn it. Sex call that sec. call that murder. Mm. This line is gold. What's your name, soldier? Willow, Sergeant Major. I like the army, Willow. I like it fine, Sergeant Major. Mm-hmm. Name's Earl Jones. in school, soldier? Yes, Sergeant Major. How do worms copulate? They don't, Sergeant Major. They use asexual reproduction. Mm-hmm. Interesting concept. Tell me, Willow, any idea who first came up with that notion? Reproducing without sex? Your wife, Sergeant Major? I'm pretty sure I heard something. I'm pretty sure I heard the train leave the choo-choo station. That was not me. Willow, Major. Uh, uh -huh. That was them. 
I'd like the army, Willow. I like it fine, Sergeant Major. Oh, it was? Like, it actually was? The it actually was video. them, yeah. Oh. Your wife, Sergeant Major. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good line. And he can't say anything about it, because it's... That reminds uh, me of a basic when we're in there, and he's like, you better suck that shit back up in your soul, Johnson. You need to, te you need to tell that story. You need to tell the whole story. You, you yeah. do the better job of it. All right. Uh, basic training, locker inspections were a big thing that we did like three or four times. Um, and it was always very nerve wracking. And one kid, while the drill instructor was at his closet, had the nervous gas. And he let silent Fluffy off the leash. And it was bad. Like, it was really bad. And the drill instructor turns to him and says, Jones, would you like to quote? Suck that shit back in your soul. And the rest of us were, are trying not to lose it. But it doesn't help that we're all wired so tight that we're bound to snap at any moment. Oh, yeah, good times. Great times. And the right. wall locker was hilarious, too. That's a different day, though. Oh, my God. I still tell that story. Me, too, all the time. The late, great Curtis Johnson. I know. Look at That's it. Fucked up. That's so fucked up. Is that the chick for my the six hundred pound sisters or some shit like that? I don't know, but the worst part is before I saw her face, I thought it was an actual train. Hmm. Well, we saw half of her before we even saw her face. So I, I thought it was just a pink and white train. That's weird. Myself left. You want the taste of orange, right? With the experience of pulp. <laughs> Have a fucking orange. Like, you don't want orange juice, you want orange, and they already do those, they're called oranges, right? Now, Angel, whatever you drink in the privacy of your own home, that's absolutely fine with. But here's my problem with you and your people, okay? <laughs> Let's say I get drunk tonight, as I fully intend to do. These are gin and tonics, my mother didn't raise a bitch. Next morning you wake up, you're like, Daniel, I imagine you're kind of hungover. I've got some juice. Do you want some juice? I'm like, oh, juice with it. But what kind of juice? Oh, Daniel, it's orange juice. Oh, Angel, you are an angel. <laughs> orange juice would hit the spot. At that point, Angel, do you specify to me that it has pulp in it? <laughs> no, you fucking don't, do you? Because you're a bag of shit, right? <laughs> Just like the rest of you pulp-loving fucks. You never Amen. tell us innocent civilians what you intend to do. You just expect us to join in with your kinky fucking fetish. <laughs> it is unforgivable. It is a dog act. You go downstairs with the promise of refreshment and you come back up with this tangerine miscarriage of lies. <laughs> Giving someone pulpy orange juice without telling them that it's got pulp in it is the equivalent to shoving your line. finger up someone's ass during sex, okay? <laughs> Some people enjoy it. Ask first! Tangerine miscarriage of lies. It's, oh my god. <laughs> I think that was a laugh, chat. That was, I think it was a laugh too. I'll give you that one. That's such a good line. It's so funny.
Some people like it. Ask first. <laughs> Ready? Oh man. Ugh. You've been very drunk for the last hour. Me or you? You. You've been very drunk for the last hour. Me or you? You. You've been very drunk for the last hour. Me or you? You. You've been very drunk. Not script that any better. You. <laughs> no, for me, there's so much disappointment, fun. dude. Yeah, me too. That, let's watch that again. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! I was like, all right. Oh my You've been sir. very drunk for the last hour. Me or you? You. <laughs> so heavy, dude. You. You've been very drunk for the last hour. Me or you? You. You gotta send me that. What the oh fuck did God. she hit? <laughs> All of her. <laughs> Holy oh shit. Oh. You gotta send me that video. That is hilarious that <laughs> i have to find a way to save these that we can use them for our 20th yeah all right what of course they're dead what Run. I'm gonna say you're getting fucked up if I'm in there. Run. Okay, none of the rest of these are funny. It was just that first one that I thought was hilarious. Right. It's the stupid ass music that ruins it though. Yeah. Do you want to play a game? That's how you get fucking shot. That's all I'm going to say. Me? Yeah. That is definitely how you shoot. How you get shot. Pop, pop, pop. Sorry, dude. Play weird games, win weird prizes. Stupid games, stupid prizes. Yeah. All right. I don't remember what this one is. Oh no. Yes, I do. No, I need an umbrella. I don't have an umbrella. You don't understand. I can't. Baby, I'm soaking. Let's go, please. Hurry oh, up. Shit. Oh. Which way was it? Okay, I think we're supposed to go this way, but we might. Oh. Who the hell are you? okay. I, you're beautiful. No, I need an umbrella. I don't have an umbrella. You don't understand. I can't. Baby, oh, I'm soaking. Rude. Let's go. Please. Hurry up. Turn into Abuela real quick. Abuela. 
So, I hate the fact that I know that that fart was a sound clip from another video. And it's... I... I know. I know I it is too, but... Annoying. It's the chicken sharing the office, right? But look at his face! That's a laugh, by the way. <laughs> look at that fucking face! <laughs> that smell went straight to his stomach. You're gonna lose just because of your own videos. <laughs> All right, we got tied up in two, boys and girls. Shit. Oh. Oh, give me a second. All right, ready? I really didn't think that's the one that was gonna get you. The f animals, man. Hilarious. Now, who chewed my remote? Dixie? Or Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> now, who chewed my remote? Dixie? Or Sandy? <laughs> she noped out of there real quick. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm. Tessa. Are you stuck? I thought that was a doll for a second. You're stuck. Do you need some help? Tessa, are you stuck? I can't. <laughs> You're stuck? Do you need some help? Oh, I heard I fuck. I fuck. My girlfriend dressed up as a policewoman and told me I was under arrest on suspicion of being good in bed. After two, <laughs> after two minutes, all charges were dropped due to lack of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend dressed up as a policewoman and told me I was under arrest on suspicion of being good in bed. After two, <laughs> after two minutes, all charges were dropped due to lack of evidence. <laughs> well played, good sir. Well played. Well played, good sir. Riding the schnoz. Mommy. Hey, Dreamer pooped. Dreamer pooped, yeah. So just. Oh, means like man. Kind of... You poop? Oh, yeah. That's adorable. Alright, show off your Halloween costume. I am the child predator. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need a, a new name. Alright, show off your Halloween costume. I am the child predator. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna Yes! We're gonna no! need a, a new name. <laughs> I can't believe All I right, that show in. off your Halloween costume. <laughs> oh man. The child predator. <laughs> oh man, that was so close. Did you just take the lead with that? Oh shit. Hell it did. Yeah, Which hasn't did. happened in a long time. Oh man. Ooh. Child predator. That that is an adorable amount of naivete and childhood innocence that I hope that kid keeps for the next ten years. Me too. You probably won't, but probably not. I love it. Because now dad's gotta have a conversation with him as to why they gotta change his Halloween costume name.
Oh. Not if you're a good dad. If you're a good dad, you sit back and laugh and watch. You have a bomb. Become the glass. Where'd it go? It's in my... You have a bomb. Become the glass. Where'd it go? It's in my... Would have been funnier if you said ass. Chester, look at me. <laughs> Chester, look at me. I heard something. I heard it, Jones. I heard it. What's the fuck's it dog on? <laughs> Chester, look at me. His face. His face looks like yours when you passed Chester, out. Chester, look at me. It does. <laughs> oh, that was close. I feel like I'm way more inebriated than you are. This isn't fair. Oh. Hey, Jeremy, you want to hear a joke? Yeah, let me hear it. Why does Barbie never get pregnant? I have no idea why. Ken came in a different box. Oh. Because Ken comes in a different box. <laughs> hey, Jeremy. I love those guys. Yeah. Why did that almost get me? Meow. Yeah. She's so Meow, yeah, see? Meow, yeah, see? Meow. Yeah. That... My name is Flash. How fast does that make you? It means... It, it makes really fast! Let me, let me see how fast. We saw that one a couple weeks ago. That's no, but it's still so funny. Oh, shit. Couple more. Nice, wholesome moment. So cute. Reggie, don't eat him. Reggie. The dog's name is Reggie. It was so cute. Until it wasn't. Then he went, wow. <laughs> Where can I get that job? What do you call a book club that's been stuck on the same book for years? What? Church. Church. <gasps> That one I laughed so fucking hard at the other night. I follow those guys, so I've heard their jokes before. Damn, this is a cute bed frame. What is it called? Eater Vag. Damn, this is a cute bed frame. What is it called? <laughs> Eater Vag. <laughs> Got him! Uh, you're still in the lead, though. It was $69. They're $699, too. <laughs> Max, what is that? What is that? I don't... What is it? 
<laughs> Max, what is that? What is that? I don't... What is it? It's shit. <laughs> You kid. It's shit. He was trying so hard not to say it. So my sister has left um, her offspring with me with little to no explanation as to how to um, keep them al George, did you just poot on my foot? <laughs> no, it's just a tube bubble on my front butt. So my sister has left um, her offspring with me with little to no explanation as to how to um, keep them al George, did you just <laughs> poot on my foot? <laughs> no, it's just a tube bubble on my front butt. That's hilarious. That's a queef, if you didn't know. I know, god damn it. I'm sorry your parents are brother and sister, oh and you're a fat sack of inbred shit. Now move, idiot. <laughs> oh my. Atta boy. Oh. Oh my god. Who's that? That's a shit. Move, idiot. Oh my god. I'm sorry your parents are brother and sister, oh and you're a fat sack of inbred shit. Now move, idiot. <laughs> In old Michigan. That man is my petty public idol. Yes, he is. Well, we're coming to the end of our date. I've had a great day. Hmm, you watch me this too. One. Gonna need you to close your eyes for me. You trust me? Oh, okay. I have seen this. Close your eyes. Yeah. The rose. Yeah. So today was all about the senses. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see if you can sense what I've got in front of your face right now. Do you know what that is? I think I know what it is. Oh, it's a rose. It's a rose, yeah. Thank you. I wanted that. Thank you. Ah, got so you. Got you. Oh, it was that little fuck at the end I didn't see coming. And we're all tied up. All right, how many videos you oh, want? That's all it takes. Until we get a tiebreaker. All right. Grounded? Yes, bitch. Dizzy, I'm not. You heard me? Dizzy. Do you hide? Dizzy. I'm mom. You're not fucking mom. Mom's black. A mom? What? She identifies as a black person. Get it right. Grounded. That's yes, the kind bitch. of kid I want to see. Doozy, I'm not. What kind of ghetto white woman names her kid Doozy? His name's Doozy? That's what she was calling him. Oof. I mean, I hope it's a nickname, but nowadays you can't. You don't know. Where I come from, we call that trailer trash. Mm. And there was the. We had an abundance, an abundance of yep. trailer trash. Yep, the whole east side of my hometown. Yep. yep. Go to Grand, Michigan. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> oh, is this the French couple?
have such a hard time not dying laughing. Me too. I'd be done. Is there anything sister, you guys don't like about my this? My sister did that with her brother, with my brother-in-law once. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to get something out of the trunk of the car, and she had the spare key inside. And every time he'd close the trunk, she'd pop it again. That's amazing. Was it the one that came up and visited? Yes. Yes, of course it was. Because they seem like cool people. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Anyway. Is there anything you guys don't like about this building? Yeah, you can't hang a rope from any of the ceilings. What? What are you talking about? None of the stools are wobbly enough in here. We don't have any stools in here. What? What? What are you talking about? Is there anything you guys don't like about this building? Yeah, you can't hang a rope from any of the ceilings. If you guys don't know, there's a lot of suicide jokes in the military. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they come true, but... There's also a lot of suicides in the military. Yep, I made my fair share of suicide jokes. Ranking the state of each Detroit team through oh. memes. This is no. only for me. Well, <laughs> we're coming. We're coming. That's what he said. And we ain't backing down. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. Ranking. I love Dan Campbell as a. He's he's my favorite. Ah, mm. oh, make you want to kick a fat kid at Kmart. You know what I'm saying? Praise God, baby. Um. Mm. What? Oh, make you want to kick a fat kid at Kmart. You know what I'm saying? Praise God, baby. Uh, I love Theo Von so much. He is hilarious. Make oh, that's whose voice that was. Kick I a fat I kid at Kmart. Tell you what, praise God. When our students walk in, they know this facility. Uh, I don't want to get up and work out. That's a new alarm. Ooh, there's only one more. I think two more. I really hope that's the actual sound that that cat made. Me too. All right. All right, do any that I missed in here? I'll have to go back and rewatch an old one to see if it makes us crack. Did we watch this one? I don't remember. Did you hear the story? <laughs> I love Logan's jokes. Me too. About the kid who was outside the Democratic fundraiser, fundraiser selling kittens. When the people came out from the fundraiser, he was holding up the kittens and he was saying, buy a Democrat kitten. Well, a couple of weeks later, the Republicans held a fundraiser in the same place. And when they came out there was the same kid with the kittens. And he said, buy a Republican kitten. And one of the members of the press who'd seen him there two weeks before said, wait a minute, kid, you were selling these kittens the last time as Democrat kittens. How come the Republican kittens now? 
Kid says, because now they got their eyes open. <laughs> Did you Wow. Reagan, dude. Oh, I salute her, and that joke is amazing. Trying to think if we... I remember this one. Oh, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Isn't that from Yoshi's World? Or something like that? I think it is, actually. That... I think it is Yoshi's World. <laughs> Bagel, no! Bagel, no! We're going to scroll down far away. going to refine some old videos we watched like six episodes ago. Yep. Ah, I just picked one already. Before I started saving videos, one sec. How to sneeze in different languages? Fish one. Oh, 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 oh. How to sneeze in different languages. I am Dracula. <laughs> I filter fish. <laughs> That's the one that got me the first time. The Canada that. one almost got me. And then... I'm sorry. <laughs> ah, I win. <laughs> Finally, I snapped my losing streak. Oh, uh. shit. Woo. I have to do more research before the next one because I only, I got no videos left. <sighs> yeah, me neither. Fuck. That was fun. Well, that was good. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed. That is all she wrote. Let us know if this is the this is the highest score we've had in a while. It has been, yeah. That means we're doing halfway decent. <laughs> um, but yeah, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Follow us on YouTube, Rumble. Twitch, uh, mm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Samsung Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, other ones that I can't think of the name of. There's a bunch of them. Basically every platform of all time. Um, like the video, share it to your friends uh, and all of that. But we will see you guys mm. later. Next week, baby.
All right. I'm going to play the outro now. Bye. <laughs> Consult the fish.